Blog Talk Radio.
He brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, O sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the voice of the Lord. I will make breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, Prophesy to the breath, and say to it, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood up on their feet, a vast army. Well, good evening, family and friends. Welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. This is the host, Brother Seth, and this network is Five Smooth Stones, and you're listening to the show. Just bear with me, people. You're listening to the show tonight uh, where the topic is why are African Americans at the bottom of every aspect of life? And folks, this will be our final part tonight. So how's you doing? Hopefully everybody's doing well. I didn't get a chance to get out a whole lot of promos because I feel like every week we shouldn't have to remind people, but I must say I'm thankful for those of you that are already here, already on the phone lines, ready to go, ready to hear what the Father has to say with regards to this message that is sweeping our planet. And I do mean sweeping our planet. It is in probably every country. People are talking. People are talking, folks. Who is Jacob? Who are the true Jews? Who are the true Hebrews? And they're asking, some are asking the question, why does it even matter? Why are y'all so worked up about this? Is this another message bent on hate? Is this another message where people are just glorifying the flesh? And uh, folks, just like with any message, there's always those who don't have the heart of the Father. And like with any message from the Father, there's always those that do have the heart of the Father. So tonight, tonight, we're going to pursue the heart of the Father on this message. But before I say another word, I want to bring on one of the guests that's in the house already, and that is going to be the one and only Brother Yeshua who joined us last week. So let me just go ahead, and I'm trying to get these hosts on, co-hosts on a lot sooner. So Erico 513. 307, if this is you, Brother Yeshua, uh, is this you? Yes, it is. Shalom, Brother Seth. How you doing? And shalom to the uh, listening audience and your family as well. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you. And that is, he is right, folks, tonight. Our family, my family is going to be listening tonight. I've invited them along with uh, old friends of Five Smooth Stones to uh 
for us to just to dig into this topic, this last particular episode. And I can assure you, uh, we've got another brother uh, that's going to be joining us. I can assure you, family and friends, that tonight you're going to hear some things you did not hear in part one and part two. Uh, we can talk about this for probably a month and not repeat ourselves, but some of this we have to repeat because it's fundamentals and some things we'll have to repeat over and over. So, Brother Yeshua, before I go any further, uh, tell just just say hello to everybody. Let everybody know exactly who you are, how long you've been studying, and uh, why should they listen to you, Brother, tonight? That's how people think these days. They want to know why should I listen to you. It's a lot of well, people uh, talking on the blogs. Right. Well, again, my name is uh, Yahshua out of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I'm the head teacher at a ministry called Israel Now, uh, which is located in uh, on Northland Boulevard in Cincinnati, Ohio, so in like the uh, Forest Park area. Uh, I've been studying for a while since about, um, I guess it's been about 17, 18 years now. Um, and, of course, you know, just trying to uh, live my life by the word of the Almighty and, um, you know, we definitely have a lot to say, especially for those of us who are on this phone line tonight who's pretty much dedicated our life to the uh, to this topic and to this subject when the average person may have heard of it here and there but not really actually done the research. So we've done the research for you. Just want to wake the people up, the so-called African-Americans, but we all understand that they're really Israelites, the true descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Once you find out who you are, you're obligated to reach out to your other brothers and sisters to let them know who they are because they're not, you know, Negroes, they're not nothing, they're not none of these other names that the other people have been calling us. We're actually the chosen by people words. of the most home. That's right. They're none of these other, by They're words. not these by words. Amen. That's right. That's right. So, and, and it's a great thing. You know, we can connect directly to the Messiah because we understand that the Messiah was one of us when he walked the earth. He was an Israelite from the tribe of Judah, uh, which which uh, we're Israelites as well. So it's it's a family thing, not to go against any other race of people because the Almighty does accept right. righteousness right. from all nations. But at the same time, he did have one particular nation that he chose to be his special people to deliver his message to the rest of the world. And we happen to be the true descendants of those people. Amen. 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 I, I, that was very well put. And family and friends, I just want to let y'all know tonight, I always try to go really fast, but tonight I just decided to kind of take it slow and uh, kind of go over some things. Uh, because really and truly, if the spirit is into something, you don't have to, um, it's not about how many scriptures you name, how many. It's just about whether or not people really have ears to hear. I mean, because some of y'all, you already been noticing your spirit. It's not really nothing new. You just, you just for whatever reason, question yourself, second guess yourself. A lot of y'all know it just don't make sense how y'all been thinking about this over the years. And so, and tonight we're just gonna kind of take it easy, just kind of. Uh, Put some fundamental uh, um, fundamentals out there, and some how to go and find um, information tools out there. Uh, I like for you, brother Yeshua, if you will. We're supposed to have on another guest, and he told me he might be a little late, so just bear with me, bear with us, or brother uh, Yeshua uh, Ellison. So we'll look for him a little later on. Um, 
So, Brother Yashua, because I can talk forever and I have a tendency to, to talk uh, <laughs> dominate if I don't ask questions. So let's do this. Why don't you share with people how they can, in their own studies, in their own walk with the Father, research this information? In other words, uh, what did you read? What Bible? What version? What, dis- okay. what dictionary? Uh, I know you talked to uh, this brother know a lot about the Paleo Hebrew. You know, some people don't know there's different Hebrews. Uh, just kind of let them know from a one-on-one standpoint. I mean, from a, a a novice. I mean, just how do you research this for yourself? Now, we know first and foremost that there's this one couple things I want to say real quick. And brother, I know I asked you a question, but let me just say this: we know that the scripture says. We know that the scripture says that we have an unction from the Father and no an unction from the Holy One, an unction from the Holy One and knoweth all things. That's first John three twenty. But you have an unction from the Holy One and knoweth all things. Now somebody might say, Well, if you have an unction from the Holy One and you knoweth all things, why do we need you, Brother Seth? Why do we need Brother Yahshua talking to us tonight? Folks, the reason why we need what they call the fivefold ministries, the pastors, teachers, evangelists, apostles, and all this is because we can't always zero into that spirit inside of us. And so we oftentimes need brothers and sisters that are walking this walk, that are operating in these different functions to kind of uh, bear witness to what we're feeling in our spirit. That's why we're not supposed to be an island unto ourselves. We're supposed to have brothers and sisters we walk with so we can... Um, kind of bounce different things we're feeling in our spirit off people that are having fruit in their life. So this is why we definitely need those five functions. Uh, however, First John 2.20 does say very clearly, that's your first scripture for the night, that you have an unction. But you have an unction. Actually, uh, bear with me, I'm going to turn to it. That way we'll read it verbatim. Sometimes I don't like to quote scriptures. Okay. First John 2 and 20, King James Version Bible says, But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and knoweth all things. The Father has put the Spirit inside of us, and if we just will listen. So that's the best way to get information. But I want Brother Yahshua to uh, testify what he went through, how he come across this information, because there are millions of people in this country that is saying completely different. There's pastors. Why should they listen to us? And there's the TBNs and the PTLs. I mean, not TBN, but the, not PTL, but TBNs and the Daystars and the Word Network where people are not talking about this. I'm not going to say they don't, they don't agree with us because a lot of them secretly does. But for whatever reason, they don't talk about it. And when people don't talk about it, the masses assume it must not be true. So, Brother Yahshua, having said everything I just said, how did you seem to 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 to, to dig and get this information? Well, uh, I think earlier you mentioned uh, what version did I read. Um, I was reading the uh, King James Version. Um, but you can read any version, pretty much. Uh, they're all just worded a little differently. But as far as if you're searching to find out who are the true descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, you can read any version. Any version you have because all of the uh, prophecies will still hold true. 
It may just be worded slightly different, but yeah, pretty much any version that I've ever seen, you can see this information. Um, for me personally, uh, you know, it started uh, years ago and and just studying and, and looking at the, uh, I, I would read everything that I could get my hands on as far as anything related to the Holy Scriptures, whether it was uh, historical, whether it was the Hebrew, uh, looking into the Hebrew language, uh, the Bible, different versions, uh, the other books of the Bible that were taken out, such as the so-called apocryphal books and pseudepigraphal books and different things like that. And um, yeah, hold, just hold, hold, hold on, hold, hold on a second. I have to, I've got to because I just want to say to the guest, I think we have the co-host in there, so I want to bring him on so he can kind of chime in as as you're sharing. But I think we, this is our co-host here, uh, Eric Code eight one seven four nine five. If that is uh, well, let me just go ahead and go to the line. Uh, Brother Elishua, is that you? Yes, sir, it is, and I've been here since the beginning. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry, brother. <laughs> okay, one. anyway. Well, yes, go ahead and say hello to everyone, then I want Brother Yashua uh, um, to finish his point. But go ahead and say hi to everybody. Uh, yes, yeah, so shalom, everyone. Hello, everybody. Um, hello to Seth's family. Uh, many of my, I'm familiar with... Um, and I just say thank you, Seth, for the opportunity just to share the word and um, just, you know, break bread. Uh, uh, again, shalom as well, Akashua. How are you this evening? Shalom, well, Akashua. Good, good. Thanks for asking. Okay, brother, yeah, sure. Again, don't forget your point, but I, what I try to do is make it one-on-one. So when you say Ak, what do you mean? And when you say shalom, what do you mean? Everybody should know what shalom means, but what do you mean when you say Ak, A-C-H? What is that? Uh, it's just a Hebrew word for brother. That's all it is, Hebrew for brother. So, yeah, okay. we just kind of... And, like and like I said, family and friends, what we try to do when we have these shows, we'll speak a little Hebrew. We'll just say a little bit here and there. Some of, some people that I have on the show, like Brother Elisho, they may be even fluent. I don't know. But I'm just saying we try to speak uh, the language of our foreparents, <laughs> Uh, when we do these shows, just just a tradition. It's kind of a thing we do, so don't let that alarm you. Uh, you'll hear the brothers say uh, Yahweh or Yeshua or Yahweh. These are different Hebrew names, and, I, and I'm sure they'll explain about that a little bit more. But go ahead, brother uh, Yeshua. You was go, you was uh, saying to to everyone. You was letting everybody know how you study, what tools you're using. Brother Elishua, I'll ask you the same question, uh, a little bit about yourself in a minute, and how you study, what tools you use. But go ahead, Brother Yeshua. Okay. Well, uh, basically, uh, in the tools, you can find the tools in any bookstore, whether you go to the library, a bookstore, you could go to a Christian bookstore. All the tools are there that you need. Uh, the problem is most of our people have never considered the fact that they may be Israelites or Jews. So, therefore, they're not looking for the information. But once you are presented with that challenge and you actually look for the information, uh, it's all over the place. I mean, it's, um, man, it's literally all over the place. It's all over the Internet. Like you said during the opening of the show, people are working up to these facts all around the world. I know you had mentioned uh, the last time we did the last show. I mean, you can look on YouTube and you can find Caucasian saying that we're the Jewish Israelites. You can find Indian people and people all over the world. You can find the people that the world believes are Jews. Uh, some of them are on the Internet giving a speech to some of their people saying, 
that us black people in America and other black people that's been scattered around the world and taken as slaves are the true Jews. So, again, this is not hidden. We're in the age of information. Most of our people have smartphones, and a lot of these things you don't even have to go to the library anymore, as we used to do many, many years ago. I mean, a lot of things, Google is only in the palm of your hand. If you start to do the research, it's undeniable proof that we are truly the children of Israel. If you start to look at the prophecy that the Almighty said the children of Israel would go through, we're the only people upon the face of the earth that fit all of the curses the Almighty said he would punish his people for. We're the only people. So, therefore, we have to be, by a process of elimination, we have to be the true Jews. Wow. Very good. Very well put. Uh, and I want to say this before Brother uh, Ella Shul come on. Again, folks, you're listening to the Five Smooth Stone Network, and we're talking about why African Americans at the bottom of every aspect of life. We're doing a final part tonight. Tonight we also, family, want to talk about uh, family and friends. We want to talk about some solutions. Like, we don't want folks to get off this line thinking they're just cursed, cursed, cursed. No matter what, they're just cursed. They can't get out of it. That would be uh, cursing them in and of itself. And so this show can't, will not, should not ever be uh, doing that. So tonight we're going to talk about solutions. And I will say one thing really quick because I don't want us misunderstood about these curses because a lot of uh, y'all are very well uh, Verse, and you know that, that Christ has come, the Messiah has come, and you are living your lives as best you can according to scriptures. You have the faith. You trust in the Father for your righteousness. You trust in the blood. And, folks, if you're doing these things, there is nothing we can say on this show or any show. I heard a little noise in the background. I don't know who is it, uh, but a little noise, just a little noise. Um, uh, there's nothing we can say on this show to curse you. We're talking about what's going on with our nation. This conversation tonight is about nation. Again, this conversation tonight is about a nation. It's about a people. What's going on? Why are we in America? Why are we? Why are our boys being shot by the cops? Why are we constantly experiencing racism? How come none of our parents, foreparents, their parents, their their parents' parents were? Uh, they, why didn't they find rest in this land? They worked hard. They paid taxes. They died in wars. Why wasn't they able to enjoy this country? That's what we're talking about tonight, a nation, why our nation is going through what it's going through and solutions for that. That, family, is what we are talking about tonight, not individualism. I just want to remind you of one very powerful individual who was blessed beyond measure, and that was Christ himself. However, he mourned for his nation. He went through much pain for his nation. The Bible said he learned obedience from the things he suffered. Well, he wasn't disobedient. He suffered through watching his nation going through things. So all I'm saying to your family is you're not cursed if you are following uh, 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 your, first and foremost, the, the scriptures, you're obedient to the scriptures, and your heart is pure before the Most High. Brother Elishua, again, go ahead and, and, and kind of, uh, well, you introduce yourself. Let everybody know uh, how you, what Bible tools do you use? How, what, what, do you, what did you study? What did you see to come across this truth that made you see this revelation? Well, I would say that the first thing was an inward witness. Um I, like many people, just begin to, um, by observation, begin to question a lot of things in regards to the uh, quote-unquote African-American community and what we experience 
and definitely to the degree of when I would speak, you know, um, <clears throat> comparatively to what other ethnic groups, uh, it's obvious that if you've been in this nation for any degree of time, that we bear the brunt of many of the atrocities and justice. And, but also, we, you know, as regards to curses, we bear a brunt of a lot of the um, elements in society that, you know, literally are to be straight up with is undesirable. And it is what it is. And so that being the case, it was that search that led me to a point where I began to question even more things and say, wait a minute, you know, you know, I'm reading the scriptures and I'm looking what Israel has gone through, and I see a lot of similarities between what Israel experienced as a nation and what we will what we are experiencing today. <clears throat> and then, by you know, of course, uh, you played a great part uh, as well. You know, as friends, we go back quite a ways. And when I was at ORU, um, it was an issue that you know you brought to my attention on a number of occasions. So, in regard to that, that's what led me in that pursuit. Um, one of the things I would say to everyone who is listening, if they are new to this particular aspect of revelation, because um, I would say that it is, it, is an, it is a very primary part of what we have encountered in Scripture. It, it is a part. It, it is not an isolated thing. It's a part. And that's speaking of the issue of our identity, because we have been told and we have been assigned by those who literally took us captive and enslaved us, our identity. And I think it was ludicrous for us not to have been a people who have always searched for our true identity. Many people have, you know, literally looked at that from a negative perspective and say, hey, you're Americans now. But the fact is, there's no such thing as an ethnic American. It is a nation that consists of many different ethnic groups from all around the world. And what is consistent with every other ethnic group that has come here is that they, they, they hold their autonomy to their self, to their identity and their culture, and as well, that given time and given the resources, they seem to overcome the oppressions that they've encountered prior to coming here. Everyone has did that basically corporately to some degree and extent. However, but in comparison, when he talks about us, that's not the case. And I think the greatest reason why is because the great bulk of the, those who have informed us has come from the church. And what we had historically was definitely sufficient to sustain us and bring us through. I mean, without it, we wouldn't be as we were. That's one of my greatest concerns to the young people who have come into this understanding and this revelation is that they look at historic, they look at history contemptuously, not understanding that that is the path and the bridge that brought you over to this point. Because believe me, as a man 54 years of age, I understand that things could be quite worse than what they are. But however, they are bad. They are bad. And I think it's the first thing, you know, you said in regards to Scripture, uh, Matthew 22, 37, you know, Jesus said unto him, thou shalt, he's known, make 26, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? You know, and they would ask Christ of that. And his response was, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. And I find that the greatest reason we're in the predicament that we're in speaking from a uh, church you know, theological perspective is simply put is that we love God a great deal in the sense of our worship and our praise. But the thing is, is that we have allowed ourselves to be spoon-fed information, specifically our theology, from those who have oppressed us. And again, that is another matter that's ludicrous. And I would say what's the significant about this truth? What is, is, what is parallel and what is primary to literally understanding the Bible? Well, guess what? 
If you don't know who Israel is, then you might as well forget everything you know because there's no way you can understand prophecies in any degree of accuracy without understanding and identifying who Israel is. And so if we've been misinformed by Israel, uh, I'll tell you, it may be difficult to embrace, but the reality is we've been informed by a great deal, a whole lot. This is no minor thing. This is major. And this is why I come, for many reasons, why I come those who are within organized, what you would call orthodox religions, they fight this because they understand that this overturns the sacred cows in which they presented before us. So, and the last thing I would say in, curse, in relation to the curses is this, is that curses uh, impact us and affect us on two fronts, and that is they impact us personally and then there's corporately. Personally, what's the resolution to the curses that were given down in Deuteronomy 28 on a personal level? You said you have been redeemed from the curse of the law. How have you been redeemed from the curse of the law? By the blood of Yahweh Shai, known to most Christians as Jesus. So therefore, once, has been, once one has been born again, once it's come into the kingdom, those curses on a personal matter and a personal relationship, if you are aware and conscious of it, they should not impact or affect you because you've been redeemed from it. Now, corporately, they still exist. And that's why I come to the greatest deal of the people who bear the brunt of the oppression are those who are unredeemed, and they need to know this truth. But greater than that, the world needs to know this truth. And I would say last thing, and turn it back over to you, is that the greatest stumbling block that stood in the way of me embracing this truth, this reality of our identity, based upon the scripture and not what has been dictated to us, was my question was, if we're Israel, who are those people over there in the land of what was formerly known as Palestine before 1948? And that was my greatest stumbling block. But once I began to do, as Brother Yeshua said, research, and also Brother Yeshua also play, has played a, played a very pivotal part, as well as Seth, both equally in my uh, foundational understanding of these truths. And like everything else that I've come through in my walk, my relationship with the Most High, I've always relied on, relied on the, the Holy Spirit through Rock Kadash. And simply put, I would tell anybody listening, regardless of your ethnicity, regardless of your religious background, if you would truly get into the Bible, I can tell you a number of resources that you can go to. I have many sitting on my desk right now. I mean, numerous of them. But I would tell you the most important one is the Bible. And as Brother Yeshua said, if you can get a concordant, uh, a, uh, a Bible dictionary, and get the Bible and forget what you know <laughs> and go back and read it, I'm telling you right now, you will come to the truth. Pay attention to everything in great detail, but the biggest part of this process, the most difficult thing that people encounter is unlearning what you've been taught. Brother Seth? Ah! No. No, you there. You okay. You okay. You okay. I had myself muted. Sorry about that, family. Friends, you there? Hopefully, you there? <laughs> he think he got disconnected. He's fine. Oh my goodness, he'll call back. But anyway, um, and he'll be happy to know we heard every word he said, brother. Um, <laughs> brother Yeshua, you still there though, right? Yep, I'm still here. Okay. Well, he was very accurate. I was so glad that he went into that, brother uh, Yeshua. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take this. 
I was going to ask him the question. He mentioned Ruach. Now, I know what it means. Hold on. There he, he's back. Hold on a second. Okay. Brother LSU, you were fine. It was me. My mic was muted. So everybody heard every single word you said. I want to ask you a question, though. You mentioned the term Ruach. You want to share with the people what that means? Brother Ellis, sure you're back. We we you you were you was fine. We heard every word you said. I had my mic turn off, so I was the one out of sync there. You there? Okay, brother. Yeah, sure. You go ahead and take that, and then when he comes on, I'll we'll bring him. We'll just let him um, share. Okay. Okay. Well. Um... Oh yeah, well the one the brother says Ruach is just again, uh just the Hebrew word for spirit. That's all it is. Uh like we said earlier, from time to time we'll throw in a Hebrew word here or there. Um and yeah, he uh Ruach only means spirit. It's just the Hebrew word for spirit, that's all. That's all it is. Okay. So listen, family, tonight, tonight, we're gonna try to our best to, like I say, slow it down from the last time. Um <laughs> Just just text his brother and let him know he, he was okay. Just spell with me, family. Just give me a second here. Right. One thing about these cell phones, you can do a lot. Anyway, I'm back. And he's back. Let's try it again. Eric code 817495. Brother Elishu, are you there? Brother Elishu, are you there? I see him, but he's not answering. Area code eight one seven four nine five. Brother LSU, are you there? Okay, this line dropped again. But anyway, folks, you know, at some point in your life, you're going to come head to head with reality, and you're going to have to go against what most people are saying. Now, there is a lot of people, there's a lot of people that is um, not saying anything about this. And I remember one pastor, I met Brother Yahshua, and they said to me, we know what you're saying is true. We know that. But we can't teach that because it will divide our church. We can't teach that because it will divide our church. So, family, at some point, you're going to have to be a little bit aggressive. You're going to have to fight for what is right. In order to walk with the Father, it is not going to be easy. Just like any other thing on our planet, any other thing on our planet, Brother Yeshua, let's see, I don't see his number yet. But just like any other thing on our planet, if something is worth value, it comes with a price. It comes with a price. So I submit to you tonight that what you're going to hear is the truth. I don't believe in hate. I don't. I, this ain't no black power thing. This ain't no down with the white man kind of a show. This not no... Um, I don't believe it's, it's, it's people that uh, glorify their flesh. Now I know I know people that have gotten this revelation and just stayed on the flesh element of it. In other words, it was glorifying the whole. Hold on, this is Brother Yellow Shoe again. Let me try them again. Eric called A one. Uh, nope. 
Okay, Erico eight four five five nine eight. Uh look like we have a question or concern. This may be Brother Ellis Show. I don't know. Erico eight four five five nine eight. Go ahead with yeah, your this question is or Jason, your concern. Yeah, this is Jason Reed from Brooklyn. How you doing today? Oh, just just Ray, who, who say say your name again? Jason Reed from Brooklyn. Brooklyn, New York. Well, hey, brother Jason, how you doing? Doing fine. Okay, I know your topic is for? yeah. Your topic is about why black men are at the bottom, right? Why, why? And I hate the term black. I don't think I use the word black, but why are African Americans? I really don't like that term either. But that at least y'all know who I'm talking about. Or why are we at the bottom of society? Absolutely. And brother Yeshua, just let me say this because I thought this was brother. Uh, LSU, and that's why I took this call. But I'll go ahead and, and entertain this question or comment, and so just so you know. But go ahead with your question or com- comment about why African Americans at the bottom of every single aspect of life. Yes, sir. Now let me ask you a question. Do you really think we're at the bottom of every aspect of society? Like that's my question to you. Like what makes yeah. you believe that? Okay, uh, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Uh, I got something called Expo Thirty. Now, Expo 30 is something I created. It's just the 30 areas of life. It have things like education, religion, um, uh, history as it's taught, uh, correction, rehab, laws, uh, law enforcement, uh, housing, uh, zoning, uh, entertainment. In every single aspect of life, in this country, now we are in the richest nation, and sometimes being in the richest nation, you won't be as poor as some of so-called third world countries, but because you're in this country, I mean, because you're in this country, you just seem, we just being in the United States, you have, you come across more money than third world countries, there's jobs that pay you decent, whereas some in other countries, they're working for, you know, 10 cents an hour or something, so to the world, we may have a little, a few little, uh, you know, little this and that. But in the, with, according to our so-called white brothers and sisters counterpart and those foreigners that come over, yes, sir, we at the bottom. Name an area where you think we may not be at the bottom. So, I mean, to be honest with you, sports. It's sad to say, but I think we're on top when it comes to sports. You know, when okay, it comes to so athletes, let's talk about and, you know. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I apologize. I, I interrupted you. I mean, some of the best players out there are black players. I mean, I think the problem at hand with the black community is we don't come together. There's no unification. That's the main cause of why we're at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Because well, if you go into well, the okay. – like, for instance, I live – like, for instance, let me give you an example. I live in New York City, right? And if you go to Chinatown, the – Asian people stick together no matter what. I mean, if a black person would try to go to Chinatown and try to set, set up a soul food in their community, they would not allow that because they practice something that black people don't practice, which is um, basically they practice um, what I call um, they, they collectively come together under one one nation, which is, you know, they're, they're all unified. Black people practice what I call individualism. Like when a black person becomes wealthy, they leave the black community and they never show, you know, they just act like their brothers just don't exist anymore. 
Well, let me just show you this real quick. And Brother Yashua, you can jump in any time. Let me just see if we got Brother Elishua. We do. Uh, every code 817. Hold on a second. Every code 817495. Brother Elishua, is that you? Brother Elishua, is that you? I don't know what's going on with my eyes. Brother Elishua, if you can hear me, text me and let me know if you can hear me because I, I can see you. You're great. Everything's fine with your number. It's just we can't hear you. So, Brother LSU, if you're on the Brother line Seth. and you can hear me, yes. Can you hear me? Was well, you on a different line? Hello? Yeah, we can hear you. No, yeah. I'm on yes, the line. Hello? Yeah. Hold on a second. We're talking with another brother, but we can hear you just fine. Just hold on. Okay, okay. so, Brother, say, say your name again. You in Brooklyn? Yeah, I'm in Brooklyn. My name is Jason Reed. Okay, Mr. Jason, let me just say this to you really quickly about the entertainment world or the sports world. If you knew how much money is made from those players you think is a lot of money, you would never make yeah. a comment that we're the top of the sports world. I mean, you can just name somebody, LeBron. You, you sound very low. Hello? I'm sorry? Yeah, you sound very low. Uh, brother, you sure? Can you hear me okay? No, no, brother. Subject going out. We can barely hear you now. Yeah, we can hear you very clear, but we can barely hear you. Okay, how about now? There now, you great. Fine. Okay, my okay. All right, I'm just gonna lay my phone down. That will be safe. All right, now, brother. If yeah, you I'm trying to get the number, on me on mute earlier. Okay, yeah, you're fine. You're fine, uh, Brother Ellishore. But I'm just addressing Brother Jason in Brooklyn, New York, about him thinking we're not at the bottom of every aspect of life in the United States of America. Now, keep in mind, folks, we don't just believe that African Americans are the only Jews. The Israelites have been scattered throughout the four corners, and they're in all nations. Now, uh, we'll talk about nations in a, probably in a minute here, but we don't think there's 200 nations. That's another thing. Just because you grab a tank and some guns and you go conquer, that don't mean the Father acknowledges the nation. There was only seven nations in the beginning, and there's less than that, and that's where they have been driven. And when you go to those nations, you'll find people living out the same kind of behavior we're doing. We'll talk about that in a second. But really quick, Brother uh, Jason, then we're going to go ahead to our guests and, and get deep into some other things. So we got a lot to cover tonight. I appreciate you asking the question. Anybody else want to ask a question? Press one of your phone lines. And you can do just like this, brother. But, Brother Jason, for LeBron James, you think he make a lot of money until you find out what the owners make. I mean, these people make crazy money. They'll never, ever publish how much money the NFL make, owners make, Jerry Jones make. But you should have an idea about how fast they throw millions at people, like it's, like it's $20. You should have an idea. So, no, I don't think we're at the top. And I'll tell you when we're at the top. When we're at the top, when you see us owning teams, I'm not talking about no one person like Michael Jordan owning teams. It's like 30 mm. teams, you know. So, you know, it's we're one out of seven people. White, our, our so-called white brothers and sisters, they're like seven times as many of them as us. You cannot say because one black man owned a team or one billionaire here or there. There's 40 million of us. That's That's not good math to say, well, Michael on the team, or Oprah is a billionaire, or Jay-Z got $400 million. That's not good math. I mean, I'm not saying you can't count, but I'm just saying we are, we are by far. Anybody want to chime into what I'm saying before we let Brother Jason go? 
in, in regards to the wealth factor, uh, the wealth that African-Americans possess, or that basically even the wealthiest citizens of the world possess, uh, like that that's what's published in the Forbes 400 magazine, uh, that wealth that you hear, as Brother Seth just said, you never really hear who holds the, the, wealth, the greatest wealth. The, uh, the wealthiest family in the world has been the wealthiest family in the world for the last 50 years, but you've never seen them listed on the Forbes magazine. They're called the Rothschilds. They're worth $300 trillion. In regards to why come black people cannot come together and unify and why we can't come together and pool our resources and, and lift ourselves up by our bootstraps, so to speak, as, you know, uh, who was that? Booker T. just said that. Uh, why we can't do that and why we accomplish that? Because simply the reason why is that our inability to do that, do that is what you would say a symptom of curse. It is literally the ramifications of curses and how it plays itself out in a society and in cultures through a thing called white supremacy, that when black people or any Wait, other um, people on the earth become whenever any other people on the earth become victimized of it, they become what you call they come to a phenomenon called self-hatred. When people begin to walk in self-hatred, self-hatred is an adoptional thing that for us has been historically, but it has become pathological. We are taught in everything that has to do with American culture that our lives don't matter. And so to think that that would not affect us as a people is ludicrous. So it's not that uh, all of these other social ramifications, believe me, it's not a matter of wealth. The wealth is there, as you alluded to quite, uh, quite well, brother. It's there. It's present. But that wealth can never be combined because of the psychology of the people, because the people are victimized by being the victimization of white supremacy. They don't like themselves. So that's why I come to wealth. Of us, particularly black, particularly black men, when we get to great, great amounts of wealth, we usually end up with white counterparts. And so that's why we can't arrive there. And we'll never achieve that until we come back to the Most High as a whole, as a people, because these things can never be done personally, individually. They must happen corporately, and they must go, and there's no other way around it, but we have to come back to first recognize who we are and then repent for who, what we have done as a people and come back to obeying his commandments. Simply put, and follow the Bible scripture says in John, that's, you know, and remember, though, most of the epistles other than those of Paul written that you have in the whole entire scripture, those were written to Hebrews. So when John said that, uh, uh, if you Elisha, love me, oh, brother Elisha, one last thing, brother Elisha, hold, one last point. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, one last point. That is that said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So if we do that then we can unify, and as it regards to the curses, we can overcome that, and we can unify the people. But until that happens, it's not going to happen. Let me ask you this, Brother Jason. Is any of this making sense? Yes. I mean, I kind of somewhat agree with him, but this religion thing, and no offense to you, my brother. I mean, I respect everybody's religion, but I think not that's another absolutely. issue that's that's another thing I think that's holding black people back. It's like we're waiting for this Messiah to fix our problems. I hear that from, like, even my mother. I can use my mother as an example. When I tell her about white supremacy, oh, I don't care about this world. Jesus is going to come and deliver us, and we're not, we're not going to have to worry about white supremacy in heaven. And the thing is, white people, heaven is on earth for them. And they taught us this religion to be submissive to our condition. We're almost accepting our oppression in a sense because religion causes us to accept our oppression because every time you go to these black churches, 
the first thing people say is, oh, I don't care about life. I'm going to leave life one day and go see Jesus. Like, they accept their condition. Like, they think that makes well, us become senile and accept our condition and wait for this holy Messiah to fix our problems. And really, the problem lies in us. We need to fix ourselves, not wait for this unknown well, let, entity let me, to come fix us. Now, brother, let me just say, uh, brother Jason, first of all, and, and y'all have to bear with me. I'm just trying to move along because y'all have no idea. We got a lot coming. We, and we're going to have a part of the show where we play devil's advocate kind of talk about why do people reject this message, and we was going to get a lot into some of this, but it's okay that you're doing it now. It's really okay, so I'll go ahead and entertain it, but let me just say this to you really quickly. What you're saying to me right now is intelligence. In other words, you are a young man that is looking at life, and you're asking the hard questions that most people don't have the guts to ask, because a lot of our church brothers and sisters in the, in the, in the church, they are very passive. They are very uh, – I was just talking to uh, my pastor not too long ago that how that the church is basically, for the most part, uh, ineffective. I mean, I, I'm not talking about they don't do God nice things. And I'm not talking about every church. I'm not talking about every church. I'm not talking about – I'm talking about a lot of them, though. They're, they, they're out of touch, like the shootings the black men shot – Oftentimes, you don't see church people right away. I mean, the bulk of the church, you might see one pastor out there or something, but the church is a powerful institution. It's the most powerful institution on the planet. I mean, there's nothing bigger than the Catholic Church or the church, nothing. There's The United States Army, all the armies combined is not bigger than the church. The church has many people, millions of people that have a heart, uh, these people have wealth. The church is the wealthiest institution. People really think the United States is. No, the church is. So, brother, we feel you. It's a very passive institution, and I think it's the number one problem with our progress as a people. Having said that, I have to say this. It is the most powerful institution. It is the big has the biggest answer for our resurrection as a people. It's both the biggest problem and the biggest solution. It's just that bad. It's that big of a bully. It, it, it can be a bully or it can be an angel. The, the, the church can save your life, and it's showing that by millions have testified that life can save, lives turned around by what they've learned at church. But it can also be a, a social a social thing and very ineffective. And so you have stumbled upon uh, churches and they're everywhere, that's ineffective, and you're looking at this. But what I want to caution you with, and I don't know what Brother Elisha wants to say about this, but I want to just chime in here. And Brother Yashua, uh, uh, I will say this real quick, real quick. Do not throw out the baby with the bathwater. Your mother is a very wise woman. She might seem a little passive, a little whatever, but there is a little bit of truth in having faith and what's coming. We are supposed to have faith in the hereafter. We are supposed to have a peace knowing that we are one day going to go to our home. That is true. So you don't want to get rid of that. But at the same time, the scripture talks about how we can occupy until he come. If we operate in the true power that the Holy Spirit provides for us, we can rule right now, even while this nation that we submit to our family and friends tonight is Israel, African-Americans, even while African-Americans is stumbling as a nation, you, my brother, you, Jason, 
can have the victory in every single aspect of life if you submit your life to the Father and follow His Word, His His words, His wisdom. So I want some quickly about two or three minutes each one of y'all, brother Yahshua and brother Elishua, uh, to kind of chime in. Brother Yahshua, you haven't said in a minute, so why don't you address what yeah. brother Jason if you have anything? Okay, yeah. Um, well, basically, I just want to look at it uh, from a different angle. Of course, when we say African Americans, I mean we're just saying African Americans. Truly, we're Israelites, and when we say Israelites, it is not only us black people in America. It is the black people who are descendants of slaves scattered all around the world, um, from Cuba, Jamaica, Haiti, uh, Brazil, North America, South America, uh, Iraq, India. We're literally all over the world, and we're literally the same race or nation of people. We're the only people of the earth that have been scattered to all these lands. Now, as Brother Seth stated earlier, if you compare the amount of dollars per hour or however you want to do it, of the black people in America, they may have more dollars per hour than those in third world countries. But whatever land the children of Israel is scattered to, they are economically, uh, socially, politically at the bottom of every particular land that they are in, as opposed to the other nation that are that is in that land. Um, and again, it was because, as we said earlier, the Almighty said he will punish our people for a certain period of time. He will punish his chosen people for not getting the job done, basically, that he set forth for us to do. Now, um, if we just look at our condition and compare it to other nationalities, even in this country, as you said, you can go to Chinatown in New York. I've been to Chinatown in New York, and he's right. That's how it is. They all speak together, things like that. But the difference is all of these other nationalities, can do that, but something is different about us because we have done that in this country at one point in time. It was called Black Wall Street. We did that, and we did it great. We did it um, better than what I've seen in Chinatown. But if you know Several the story times. about Black Wall Street, Several times. Exactly. exactly. But what happened? What What is the end? What happened in Black Wall Street? Why did they have to do that to us and they don't do that to the Chinese, to the Japanese? To anyone else that come together on that aspect It's something different about us That's what we're getting at And that's what I want everyone in the listening audience To really consider Why is it something so different about us Than it is to other people You don't understand what I'm saying They will let these other people thrive in their own communities But it's something about us That they just cannot do that And even the, the Africans The black people that came from Africa and come over here. They set up their own community. So it's not about black. It's not about skin color because they are able to thrive as well um, in their own communities. But notice, uh, they don't let us come and get a business with them because they understand that we're not the same. They understand that, yes, our skin color may both be so-called black, but we are not of the same nationality. Um, so this thing in uh, talking about who we are is very, very important. Until we get to the root of that problem, we're going to keep going around the same circle that our people have been going around ever since we stepped foot in this country. You go to one meeting, and they're going to say, it's about economics. That'll fix our problem. You go to the next meeting, they're going to say, well, if we just vote the right person in, that'll fix our problem. You go to the next meeting, they're going to say something different, and our only sole problem is a spiritual problem. That is the main problem 
that all of these other problems, whether social, political, economic, are all built upon that spiritual problem. Until that spiritual problem is fixed, you're going to go around the same circle thinking it's voting again. Then next week you're going to think it's economic, and you're going to think it's something else, and you're going to miss the mark every single time. We have to turn back to the Most High the way the Most High told us to turn back to And that is the major problem with our people. That's a good point. Very good point. Now, uh, brother, um, uh, brother uh, LSU, you got some? You got a couple of minutes to share with this brother? Yeah, I like anything. You know, anything. Uh, he he began, and uh, I definitely respect what you said, and but you addressed the issue of religion. <laughs> See, many times when we speak of things, and, and like when we take things and we put things in context. We're really not really considering what someone said in the dumb because you said religion. The thing is, is that you bet most people are now being conditioned to perceive anything that has to do with God to religion. That is not by accident. That's done by design and intent. But just to share something with you here, I'm looking through a Bible, electronic Bible, and I'm looking at the, at the Bible itself and the references of of what we normally refer to ourselves and the institutions we look to and we look to, to as you say, become our saviors and deliver us and take us from our problems. Uh, the word Christian in the Bible text, two times. Uh, the word church in the biblical text, 79 times. And I'm only speaking of the New Testament because, no, the word church is not in the, is not in the Old Testament. But the word kingdom it's listed over three. It's listed like three hundred. It's a hundred, no, hundred and fifty times in the New Testament. The Messiah never brought a religion. He never came to talk about a religion. The Messiah is a king. He came to talk about a kingdom. And the only way we can come out of this is simply put. We have to understand simply put the reason why come we as a people in this nation, even when we overcome the odds, pull our resources together, come together as a community, invest in our community and we produce something like Black Wall Street, we realize that we are yet still support, subordinate and subject to what? A kingdom. It's called the United States of America. And we're trying to do it, and we're trying to deal, do, we're trying to oppose or come against the gates of an oppressive kingdom through the arm of the flesh, and any time we try to get into the direction of understanding that we must unify as a people, as a kingdom, as a nation, We've never actually understood that because we've never understood who we were. The nation of Islam attempted. They don't know who we were. They don't know who we are. And actually, okay. they do. But yet, that just flies in the face of the, that flies in the face of their particular theology. If that's true, so no, they don't want to come together and unify the fact that yes, we are Israel. But if we ever come together and understand that, then like Brother Yeshua said, we go back to the ancient roadmap. And the ancient roadmap is that we were never, ever called as a religious entity. We're a kingdom, a nation. And so when you deal with a nation, it's not right now, as you said, it's the kingdom of God. It says, well, it's not that you're not there, but it's in you. So if we're a nation of people, that's what unifies us. That's what brings us together. But as as Brother Yeshua said, our problem is a spiritual problem. That should be obvious to everyone on this line thus far, including the person who gave the who gave the question by the by the fact of how he crowded he worded his question, is that it is obvious. We have attempted to overcome our problems and our issues through the growth of economics. 
It has not worked. Let, let me let me let me let me hop in here, uh, brother uh, brother Jason. Are we asking your question? Yeah, yeah, you guys are. No, honest. Talk to talk to me now. Are we answering your question? Yeah, you guys are. I mean, I think one of the things okay. you guys are leaving out is the fact that um, right now, see, within the black community, there's a I was I'm really gonna get blunt. I'm gonna say it really the way it should be said. Um, there's a war between black men and black women right now. I think there's mm. a huge conflict. I mean, from what I'm seeing mm. right now in the black community, it it it's really and I think we're the only community that's actually not only competing, but we're actually fighting with our women. If you look at all the other, well, well, do me do but me the black, I'm gonna. Brother Jason, do me this favor because we kind of spinning. We're getting just all this is good, all this is relevant. So I don't want to say it's irrelevant, but we're gonna get into this a little later. I, I have literally got it wrote down here to talk about some of the reasons why people reject this message, and we're gonna get into a lot of that. The, the dynamics between the black man and the black woman is in the scriptures. These are one of the curses, and you kind of jump in the head. You don't mean to. You don't mean to. Your call is actually confirming the fact that we need to go down that road, okay? So let's do this. Do me a favor. I'm going to put you on hold, uh, and uh, I'm going to bring you back a little later on towards the end of the show. So what I want to do when I put you on hold is press 1 so your hand will go down. As we share tonight, we're going to answer a lot of your questions, I guarantee you, and I'd love to know what you think towards the end of the show. Can we do that? Uh, yeah, of course. All right. Brother brother, uh, Elishua, uh, again, uh, you was doing your thing, and I, I, I want you to finish that, but I just had to just let everybody know, here's what's going to happen, folks, tonight. Uh, I'm, each one of these brothers is going to go into, hopefully they, they will give a testimony, giving direct scriptures of what did it for them. What was the revelation that did it for them? The brother, Jason, that was on the phone from Brooklyn, New York, Ask has some very good questions, but he's getting into these curses and the reason why our women is fighting with the black men and black women, the reason why our people can't come together, the reason why other communities can, can, can work together and build, and we seemingly can't. Like Brother Yeshua said, we've already done that. We've already voted. We've led the vote race. We're the ones that are out there saying vote. You know, we fall for the voting rights. We led that, that, that argument for many years. You know, so we want to talk about, we want to switch gears just a little bit now, and I want to talk about, if if, if, if my guests don't mind, I want to talk a little bit about why this is important. I want to talk about briefly, I want to spend about five minutes, no more than about five minutes, talking about why this is important. Because I have a lot of family members on the line, and I don't want to lose them, and, uh, you know, I want them to uh, see very clearly how this is related to their church. This is related to their Sunday school. This is related to their revivals. This is related to in everything about their life, their children, their husband, their jobs. This revelation of us being the true people of the Bible has everything to do. So what I would like to do is uh, go to, uh, I want to share first, and then I want Brother uh, Elishua to come on, or Brother Yashua, he hadn't spoken in a while, and then Brother Elishua. And I want us to just talk, share, why you feel this message is very important for this day and time. People are busy. They're tired of church folk. They're tired of lives like the young man that was just came on the line. 
he feel like the church is impotent, or he didn't say the word impotent, but he says uh, weak. We 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 keep talking about the pie and sky ish. Yes, a lot of people say that. A lot of people don't go to church because they feel like the church is just in the way. So let's talk about why this revelation from the same Bible that the church is referred to. Why is it important? And I'm going to go to something I call. I, I use the name. Uh, well, I'm just going. Let me just name some things why I feel like it's important, folks. Family and friends. First of all, the reason why it's important that everybody on the planet know who Israel is is because there is a people in the United States, and they're really all over the world, but I'm talking about African Americans tonight. They're going through a lot of pain. They're at the bottom of every single aspect of life. These are praying people. These are going to church people. These are forgiving people. These people will accept other nationalities more so than other nationalities will accept them. These people are a law-abiding. They die in the wars, yet they're at the bottom of every aspect of life. So somebody is asking the question, why? Why, Mama? Why, Daddy? Why are we at the bottom? We, we do pray. Well, baby, just go to church. And there's a little noise in the background. I don't know what that is. But somebody say, we do go to church. You know, I, 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 somebody say, well, go to church, baby. Well, give your life to Jesus. And I may have to read our lines because I hear a lot of noise. But anyway, um, somebody may say, go to church, baby. Give your life to God. He'll, he'll, he'll help you. He'll redeem you. He'll save you. So we go to church. And many of us give our lives. And if we really truly give our lives, yes, we I'm going to back out of that. If we go to church and uh, do as our grandmothers and grandfathers and mothers and fathers are saying, we truly turn our life over to the Father. We do enjoy blessings, but we still see this going on with our nation. So at some point as a people, we begin to ask hard questions like why, why? Folks, unless if we're not Israel, one could argue that the Father is picking on us, pushing us around, beating up on us. Again, why aren't we, why are we at the bottom 400 years after being in this land? Something is not right, folks. And here's a, a bigger question. Why did the Father sit back and allow slavery for 400 years, all that crying in, the, in those cotton fields? Why? Why? Folks, every single aspect of our life, all of our pain is in the Bible. Everything we go through is in the Bible. Now, you might say, well, everybody has pain. Every nation has pain. No, it's the kind of pain that the Bible says. Our, our pain is unique. Those curses, those prophecies about our pain is unique to other people. It's unique, okay? Every nation won't put in slave ships. The Bible talks about that. Every nation didn't be a betrothal wife and another nation come in line with her. Every nation don't have a million black men locked up. The Bible says you have men, young men, but you won't enjoy them. They'll be taken to captivity. Every nation can't say, well, I've got a million black men locked up too. Everybody can't say that. Everybody can't say the things that the scriptures say about the pastors and what the pastors would do. We're going to get into that a little bit too tonight, hopefully. So we've got a lot of ground to cover. So y'all have to bear with me for jumping in and kind of changing some things because we're going to do a lot tonight. But really quickly, I'm going to go through some other reasons why it's important. And then I want Brother Ellis Shure and Brother 
Yahshua to do the same. I'm going to give them about five minutes. I'm going to try to take five and try to stick to this rule, and then uh, we're going to move on to uh, why are people rejecting the message. Some of the things some of y'all are thinking, like, y'all don't speak Hebrew, or some of the things people say, well, you don't wear none Jewish. Y'all don't wear things that Jewish people wear. You, you don't wear the sideburns. Y'all don't wear the little tassels. You don't wear the little... Uh, Y'all don't y'all don't keep the feast days. Y'all don't y'all don't know about the Sabbath. Some of y'all think that. Uh you don't live in Israel. Uh uh <laughs> We don't act here's a good one. We don't act like Jews. Look how our boys act. We don't act nothing like no Jews. Not knowing that the scripture says that the Father said that he will cause the remembrance of Israel to cease. Let me open up the phone line because I heard some noise earlier and I put both of them on mute. Let me just open up these phone lines where I can kinda uh, 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 see if they have anything to say But again, let, y'all, let's keep the noise down There's a lot of noise in the background earlier But both lines are open now But uh, folks, listen It's vitally important It's vitally important that We as a people know Exactly who we are And that's what this show is designed tonight Real briefly, another reason This, this show is, I mean this uh, Revelation is important that African Americans Are a lost tribe of Israel it's because, like the brother was saying, the, the dynamics between the black woman and the black man will we'll argue with each other. We'll, our women disrespect us a lot of times because we are on the bottom. We're the, we're the leaders. So if the nation is on the bottom, it's, 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 it's going to fall on the man. And a lot of our women disrespect us because we are struggling as a nation. And that's why when, you know, uh, there's so much disrespect. And even among males with males, you know, after a while we get tired of hearing each other say the white man. And we just begin to self-hate. We make jokes about about black men doing stuff because we just, we're so used to being down. But once you find out that the reason we're down in all these areas, at the bottom in all of these areas, is prophetic or it's prophecy, and you begin to understand that that book that's on your coffee table is full of people that look like your uncles, your aunts, your mother, oh, you will have a different tune about seeing your brothers and sisters in this condition. If my mother whipped me when I was a child, and I didn't know why, I held bitterness against her. I remember every one of those whippings. But if my mother whipped me after she told me not to do something, she told me that she was going to whip me, I see love in that, even though it really hurts. That's kind of what we're going through as a nation. If we don't understand why we're suffering, we can't help but to have secret bitterness against the father. Why did you take my mama? Why did you take my uncle? He wasn't no better. There's a whole lot of people living worse than my mother. Why did you take? We hold bitterness against the father when things happen to us as a nation. Where is God at with all these black men getting shot? Just look like we're just hopelessly in the clutches of white folks until we understand why people is being used by the Father. He said, I will call a nation from the north. Jeremiah 1 talks about a nation that will come from the north. As a matter of fact, you should turn that. There's another scripture for you. Jeremiah 1 talks about that the Father will call all of the families of the north. Read it, folks. Write this down. Challenge us. The father said in Jeremiah 1, he will call all of the families of the north down to Jerusalem. And that's how with all those millions of whites coming over the years, how that area became lightened up. But let me share something with you that I forgot to do earlier because we kind of jumped into this full force. So i got to share this, folks. Bear with me, and then we're going to bring on 
Brother Elishua, I mean, and Brother Yahshua, and then we'll hear from Brother Elishua. Uh, if y'all don't get nothing from this show tonight, I want you to get one thing from this show that I have to say. Brother Elishu, you got a little noise in your background. I put you on when I put your line on hold, it goes real quiet. So I don't know what that is. It's a little noise in the background there. But anyway, check this out, folks. Deuteronomy twenty-eight, verse forty-six. Deuteronomy twenty-eight, verse forty-six. Deuteronomy twenty-eight, verse forty-six says this: Moses is speaking to the Israelites upon the mountain, and he says, "And they." This is the verse, and they, speaking of the blessings or the curses, and they shall be upon thee for a sign, S-I-G-N, a sign, and a wonder, and unto thy seed forever. Moses is telling Israel that these blessings or curses are going to be upon you for a sign, a S-I-G-N. What does a S-I-G-N do, folks? A sign identifies something. One more time. Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. Please write this scripture down. If you don't write nothing else down, I'm serious. If you don't write nothing else down tonight, write down Deuteronomy 28, verse 46. Because this is the foundation by which we are able to see that these relate to us. This is what did it for me. This verse is what did it for me. Because Moses said these things are going to be upon you forever. In 2015, it's covered under the term forever. So any time you read the Bible, you say, that ain't us. That's the old ancient people, and that's not us. Remember, he said it's going to repeat forever. If you don't get nothing else, family and friends, from Brother Seth, your cousin, your brother tonight, get that one thing. Because when you read the Bible from now on for the rest of your life, whatever you read that Israel is going through, we will repeat forever. But it's not just all curses, curses, curses. It can be blessings. So I want to go ahead and turn to Brother Yahshua, and then I'm going to open, let me open up his line, and then we'll open up Brother Yahshua's line, and I just want them to share why is this important. Try to do it in five minutes. I know I went over, and if y'all go over, it's no big deal. Because after y'all done, I'll tell you real quickly why I'm trying to stick with five minutes. What we're going to do is we want to play devil's advocate and start answering some of these questions that the people are saying that we've heard over the years, like why or when, uh, what some of the people have been saying why they feel we are we're we're lying or we're twisting scriptures. And some of the reasons I've heard is the things I've mentioned earlier. Like I said, y'all don't speak Hebrew, y'all don't live in the land, y'all don't wear this, y'all don't wear this, you don't keep the feast days. We want to address that after this. So, brother Yeshua. Go ahead and tell the people why you think this is important. What it have to do with their family, their children, their jobs, their life right now? Right. Okay. Well, I mean, everyone's to know where you come from is very important. Uh, most people will tell you if you don't know where you're from, you don't know where you're going. Um, once we understand who we are, then we understand all of the social, political, economic, all of the ills that plague our people. Without knowing who we are, you would be left to wonder, is something wrong with these people? What's wrong with these people? Had they been here in America for 400 years and uh, these other people just came over, they're able to do better and things like that. So it's vitally important of knowing who we are. Um, it's of the utmost importance. 
the sad thing about it is a lot of the people that say things, as you just said, why is that important, doesn't really matter. These same people um, read the Bible, uh, attend their different places of worship on a weekly basis and things like that. Well, the name Israel, which is talking about a nation of people, this name is mentioned, it's the second most mentioned name throughout the Bible. The first most is the Most High's name. After that, the second most mentioned name throughout the whole entire Bible is Israel. So how can how can it not be important? You know, on a spiritual level and speaking spiritually, the Almighty says, when you get to this place, as the brother, I think his name was Jason, that was on the phone earlier, uh, mentioned, and he said, well, his mother, which a lot of um, our people would say, well, when we get to heaven, well, when we read about what heaven looks like, um, the name of the 12 tribes of Israel are written on the gates of heaven. This is how important this people is to the Most High. Um, when we read about the 144,000, these people are all Israelites. This is how important it is to the Most High. So if it's important to the Almighty, it's, it should be important to us. Knowing who we are is very, very important. Then we can pass down our culture to our people, um, our, our way of life, or what we should and should not be doing. When we lost who we were as a people, that's when we took on somebody else's culture, and it's been going downhill ever since. Ever since, it's been going downhill. Because we're taking on ways and traditions and customs that are against us. We took on their eating habits. We took on all these different things that are against us. So that's why you can see, um, you, you can do research, you'll find out, well, African Americans are number one in high blood pressure. African Americans are number one in this disease and in that disease. It's all a curse of, it's all a result of taking on someone else's ways. Don't you know, we can look at the Asian people, for example, and they eat all of these different things all throughout the sea. They eat rats. They eat all this different stuff, but yet still, they're still healthy. Now, when we try to eat just a tenth of those things that they eat, our high blood pressure go up, all these different things go up because we're not all the same. Yes, we're all human, but our makeup is not the same. Genetically, it's not the same. From the lands that we come from, we need certain things that other nations may not need, you know? Um, so I'm saying that to say this, if the average one of us, uh, Israelites ate uh, the same diet that the, uh, Asians eat, which is, uh, you know, all of the seafood, all of the crab and the lobster and all of the different things that our people, uh, historically and culturally never ate, um, it put us in an early grave, but yet still when they eat it, they can live long, healthy lives. Uh, just to go to the point, it, it's not the same. We need to know what we should be eating for our genetic makeup. We should know what we should be uh, worshiping for our genetic makeup. And then it can turn back to our women will not be at odds with the men and the men will not be at odds with the women, as the brother mentioned earlier, because that's true. I don't see any other nation of people whose men and women are at odds with each other except us. So what happened to us? That this is so, and again, and, and it that's goes prophetic, to, yeah. right? 
and that, and that's prophetic as well. Well, well, let me just say this, uh, brother, because I want to get Brother Yeshua in here really quick. This is what we're going to do. Like I said, we're going to entertain after Brother uh, Elishua. We're going to talk about some of these questions y'all been shooting at us over the years. And then after that, because I didn't tell my hosts, they don't even know this. So after that, we want to spend no more than about 30 minutes on that, talking about the rebuttaling, uh, the mess, rebuttaling what we've heard over the years. And then we want to get into the scripture, hard and heavy. And folks were a little bit behind because uh, I wanted to spend as much time as I could with the young man because I, I stopped the whole show for young people. That's how important you, young people listening to the show. That's how important your calls are. But uh, really quick, I want to go to uh, Brother uh, uh, Ellis Shure, and I don't see any questions on the phone lines, uh, so we'll go ahead and go to Brother Ellis Shure. Uh, Brother Ellis Shure, again, uh, why do you think this is important? Try to do it in five minutes if you can. Well, I'll go back to my original thing because I don't want to be redundant and repeat anything that's in and a lot of time for you to uh, bring in the other issues as far as those, the objections to the message. And that is just that, first of all, know this. This entire Bible, from Genesis to Revelation, as Brother Yahshua said, is oriented and surrounded around one particular group of people primarily. Gentiles come in because it was always his intent, before he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But understand that he has always had, and that's why he chose Israel, to be a representative community of how a community would function in relationship with the Most High, the God of creation, directly. And that's what Israel was supposed to portray. They failed miserably in doing that. And now we come to the church age. And the church age was never actually what is really, we made it the church age because what happened is that uh, what was known as what was taught by Jesus and the apostles was hijacked by the Roman Catholic Church or by the, or rather by the uh, empire of Rome through the Emperor Constantine. And so pretty much of a great deal of what people see now in present day Christianity, uh, probably 50% of it, most people would be shocked to find that it comes from paganism. Now, 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 so now you are still answering. You, you, hold on, hold on. You're still answering the question why it's invited them, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And that's the reason okay, why. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because of the oracles, the covenant, the promises. Who were they originally given to? Israel has always been set forth as a guardian of this earth. And the reason why they've been judged so severely is because even though they have been given much, much has been required of them, and they have failed miserably because of the proclivity that this is. Hold on, hold on, Brother Elishua. I got to say this, Brother Elishua. You don't know this, but we're listening, and it's like you must be messing with a page or something. It's, it's a sounds like that. So I don't know what you're doing, but it's really loud. It's taken away from what you're saying. Hold on, I'm not doing anything. I don't know what it is. Hold on just a second. Let me, let me, it's really loud as I wouldn't say nothing. Okay, maybe that's better now. But as I said, let me uh, pick up where I left off if I can. Um, Can you hear me well now? Is the noise gone? Yeah, it's gone. Okay. So, um, but it comes back to the point, simply put, that the entire Bible, for the most part, is, is oriented around the people of Israel. And they are to be, as that scripture says in, in Peter, a, a raw priesthood, a what? Holy nation, <laughs> a peculiar people. 
And the fact is, is that until you understand and identify who Israel is with, the, with, a, with a 100% degree of accuracy, you can't understand the scripture, the, the prophecies, because most of the prophecies right now in the Western world are oriented around the people who are now inhabiting the land of Israel. The fact is that they're not Israelites, and we can go through the scriptures and show very clearly that they're not Israelites. They're actually Gentiles. And if we read the scriptures, we wouldn't have to have this question to really determine whether or not those people are Israel. We would know with a certainty because the Israel is because the scriptures are very clear. Jerusalem should be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. So if we're still living in the age, okay, of what hold we on, age, and that's Luke, that's Luke twenty uh, twenty one, right? Yes. Y'all, we try to throw out so as much as you can so we can research. Go ahead. Okay, so if we're still living in the age of the church, which is really basically the time of the Gentile rule and govern, and Gentiles are ruling, and, they, and they're ruling the world, the, the most powerful nation on the planet militarized is the United States of America, the, the most, uh, even though China is a very powerful nation in terms of economics, guess who still controls and governs the economics of the world? America does. So simply put, until we understand who Israel is, all we're doing is basically grasping in the dark. So if we're going to begin to read these prophecies and understand that we are people living in the last age and to determine the things that are going to befall us and how we're to respond and react to them, we're going to have to know the scriptures and the way we know, and knowing the scriptures, then in knowing the scriptures, we'll be able to know and determine who is Israel and who is not. Brother Shul was very clear with okay. it. If we go to the scriptures, okay. that's why this is so significantly important because, again, we have to know who Israel is. And if we get to the scriptures and then we determine who Israel is, you'll see the significance of how important this is. Until then, guess what? And, and I want – I don't care. Well, well, go, go ahead and wrap it up. Until then, I don't care whether you be a Hebrew and you be a Jew because, like you simply said – uh, no, I don't want to get there. You said you're going to deal with those issues as far as the opposition to the message at a different time. But until we get to that conclusion, really simply put, everything that you that you're being taught, everything that you being that that you read for the most part, you're reading by a people who the authors are who have oppressed the people of the world. So much of the truth that has to do with scripture has been hidden, and we've been conditioned to receive a lie as opposed to the truth and need to continue to promote that truth, that lie as though it is the truth, because we've accepted it wholeheartedly, and it's generational, and it's pathology. It did not begin with us. It began with the, basically the ministers who were taught by slave masters. They taught okay. them a certain so, thing, okay. and that well, same path out. Uh, hold on, hold on. Let me hold on, brother. Sure. You know, you you and I both long when we can go. So let me just do this really quick, because I want you to finish up what you're saying. You kind of get y'all. Y'all don't mean no harm, but you kind of get into the next phase. So let's just go ahead and get into that next phase now, where you can finish what you was just saying. So we got people on the phone line right now that's saying, "I just listen to TBN. Ain't nobody saying what y'all saying." I just listen to the Word Network. Some of my favorite ministers are there. Nobody's saying what y'all saying. I want to address that particular person. But I want y'all to address these comments. You don't speak Hebrew. Watch y'all believe y'all Israel. Here's the best answer I can understand this one. Here's what I hear a lot. We out here act, some of our boys out here acting a fool. They out there, want, they, 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 they gang banging. 
That stuff ain't got nothing to do with no Israel. Brother Yeshua. Well, let me address the whole TBN thing. Daystar. And I'm going to try to let you brothers address some of these others the most. Folks, I believe when the father released something, he don't have to necessarily ask the owner of TBN and the Word Network for permission. I'm going to tell you all this. I haven't been everywhere on the planet, but I've been a few places. I've been to 24 countries. I know that's not a lot to some of y'all, but it's a few places. And I'm telling you, outside of the United States, people really don't buy this whole white Jewish thing. It's just where white people propaganda is the strongest, and that's where white people are mostly at, America's EU, European Union. Basically, the white countries, wherever there's a lot of white supremacy, a lot of TV watching. But those that live more rural, that's not quite glued to the TV as much, they don't buy it. Like Nasser said, the president of Egypt, there'll never be peace in Israel because the Jews left black and came back white. That's why he had major, one of the reasons he had major problem with those people in Israel. They don't believe they're Israel. A lot of the Islamic countries, and I know some of y'all, not, most of y'all are not Muslims, and you probably say, well, we don't want to agree with them. Folks, you got to remember who these people are. They're your brothers and sisters, and they may not worship the way you do, but they're not stupid. And many of them are scholars, and had it not been for Islam, a lot of black history would have been lost. Did you know that? Because white supremacy, when it swept throughout Europe, it burned down all types of libraries and stuff. Had it not been for little Muslim countries holding on to what little, what little artifacts they had, we would think everything was white. But, brother, Yahshua, I'll go to you first. And I'm going to give you two of them, and then I'm going to give brother uh, Elishua two of them. Now, y'all, try to watch the clock because we got a lot of things to rebuttal here. I'm going to give you two at a time, so that way you can go about at least about five minutes. Well, Brother Elish, brother uh, Yahshua, people say this. Y'all don't act nothing like, we don't act nothing like no Israel. We don't act nothing like no people in the Bible. We go to the malls, we got this, we do that. We don't, we don't, we don't have nothing in our, we eat soul food. And they're, they're basing our behavior on the fact that we can't be Israelites. Oh, hold on. I didn't finish my I'm, – I'm going too fast here. Let me, again, address – and I'm going to try to do this in three minutes. I'm watching the clock. TBN, PTL, oh, and I know no longer PTL, but the Word Network. Just because your pastor is not talking about it don't mean it's not true. Just because you don't hear it on the Word Network don't mean it's not true. Let me tell you what one pastor told me, and I'm going to call the name of him out. Shouldn't have told me, yes, so I'm just going to call the name out. Christ Emanuel Christian Fellowship in Cincinnati, Ohio. Elder Merritt is one of the senior pastors there. She told me in her office, Seth, this is a big church, y'all. I know what you're saying is true, but we can't teach that. That will divide the church. She's saying, plus, black folk ain't going to change. All they're going to do is put one of those 12 tribes of Israel on their neck, be proud of it. They'll write Judah on their neck and keep on acting a fool. She said, but I will tell you this. We are teaching our young kids, very young kids, our babies this, in little doses. That's what an established pastor 
and she knows the truth. And it ain't just her. Folks, there are lots of people that are teaching this prior to TBN and, and, and the word network. You can't let these people be the standard in your mind for what is true. All of the early black churches, the AME Baptist, uh, Church of God in Christ, Bishop Mason, go check his old teachings out. All these people believe we were Israel. Check me out. Back when the Zusa revival started in 1900, around 1901, go back and look at the early teachings of most of those black old ministers. They believed that we have just strayed from what they was teaching. Now we all mix in interracial in churches, and now people are afraid to bring this up because it looks like it's black militancy or, or it makes white people feel uncomfortable. I'm teaching this really quick. Again, this is why you don't hear this on the, P, on the, on the word network in the TBN. But here it is on a small schedule. I'm going to go to Brother Yeshua. I was teaching an interracial couple this in my family. I'm not going to mention your name. Don't get nervous. And they saw it. Some people are just sharp like that in the spirit. They said, I can see that. That makes sense. And this girl, the woman, the wife, just fell on the carpet and said, what about me? She was white. Well, I wasn't ready for that. I never experienced that before. I was just talking about the Bible and how we Israel. And what I what I should have said to her was, "Why didn't you act like that? What about the Jews over in that you the people you all, you thought in Israel is Jews? Why are you why aren't you saying it about them? <laughs> why aren't you saying what about me when they when everybody said thought they was Jews? It's like soon as your black husband, she's a white lady, or her black husband, which is my cousin, hopefully people don't get offended by this." But y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> but she said to me, what about me? What about me? See, a lot of people don't teach this because it's divisive. They think it's going to divide, but this is how what, I, what, what she needs to know and what everybody else needs to know. Let Israel be Israel. If you don't like it, go talk to the maker why he chose these people. We're not better than anybody. You still got to obey the, the father. You can't live in sin. They got to treat your wife right. You can't steal, lie, cheat. You still got to live right. You still got to live holy, folks. This ain't nothing new. Ain't, ain't nothing changed. We're not changing how to live right. We're just saying we got some questions as far as why are we in this land, why are we going through what we're going through. It'll help you look at the father better. You won't have bitterness against him. You won't be fighting each other, hating each other, thinking we're just niggas and just can't get ourselves together. That's why it's so hard to get rid of the phrase nigger, because it does look like we're some niggers that we don't know we Israel. Then It's like, why are we here? Why are we going through? Why we can't get together? How can we keep hearing this at these meetings? Let's start this. We've been in this land 400 years, and you're talking about let's start something? Then we really going to lose. So, folks, this message tonight is vital. Brother Yahshua. They're saying that we're not Israel because of the behavior, our behavior, some of the craziness we see. We just seem so foreign to what they've been told a Jew is. Will you address that in five minutes, please? Yes, and that is a great question that people would say that are not familiar with the scriptures. Um, because ironically, 
those of us that say that we are Israel, you know why we say we're Israel? Because of our behavior. And those that say, <laughs> those that say we're not Israel, and how can you say you're Israel? They say because you don't act like Israel. So mm-hmm. it's something missing there. And what's missing is um, our people have not read and understood the words of the Most High. So I'm going to go to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, and I want to read verse 46. Actually, I'm going to quote verse 46 first. Verse 46 says, And they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder. Well, what was he talking about? The Almighty was talking about the previous things that he said before verse 46 and after verse 46. So I'm going to read some of them. In Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 36, it says, and Yahweh. So when it says Lord, I usually replace it with the word Yahweh because Yahweh is actually the Almighty's name that was originally written there. But in most people's Bible, it is saying, and the Lord shall bring thee and thy king, which thou shalt set over thee, unto a nation which neither thou nor thy fathers have known. And there thou shalt serve other gods of wood and stone. Verse 37 says, And thou shalt become an astonishment, a proverb, and a byword among all nations, whether the Lord shall lead thee, or whether Yahweh shall lead thee. Now, what is a proverb and a byword? These are other names other than the name the Almighty gave you, which was Israel. These are names like African-American, Black, Negro, Coon, Color, all of these different names that they called our people since we stepped foot on this land. So the first test, you could say, how do you know if you have a proverb name or a byword if whatever you believe you are outside of the name of Israel, if someone asks, what's your race or nationality, and you tell them whatever it may be, black, African-American, anything, and you cannot connect that name to a particular land, region, and culture that was previously before coming to America, then that's a proverb and a byword. For instance, I'm going to give the people an example. We have German-Americans, we have Italian-Americans, we have Japanese-Americans, we have Nigerian-Americans. We have all type of people that live in America. And all of them can tell you, if you ask them specifically what's your nationality, they can say, I'm German. Once they say they're German, we know what land they go back to. If they need to go back home, where are they going to go? To Germany. Germany have a culture already set up, a land already set up, an economic, a political system, everything already set up. The Japanese-Americans can go back to Japan and have all of their culture already set up. The Chinese-Americans can go back to China. The Italians-Americans can go to Italy. The Nigerian-Americans can go back to Nigeria. Where can we go? Right? We don't have a name. African-Americans. Well, Africa, we know as a continent. Which one of the countries do we go to? Because they're all different. Right? Where do we go? Coon. There's no land called Coon. Color. There's no land called Color. There's no land called land called Negroes or anything. That is a proverb and a byword. This is what the Almighty was saying. And he let us know that we're going to be given these names once we get to this land far away where he said we will not be able to understand their language. That happened to us as a people and no one else. The people that the world called Jews, uh, every land that they migrated to freely, They've been called Jews when they got to that land. They were not called other names that cut them off. They were called Jews in Russia. They were called Jews in Poland. They were called Jews in Germany. They never had a proverb and a byword put on them. You understand? So as we look at these things. 
Go ahead, bro. I just want to just well, jump in here real quick because that was very good because this is your time, so I'm not going to talk long. But really quick, uh, folks, <laughs> that, let me let you finish. I don't because I'm not. I, just go ahead because I can really go there okay. on that one. Okay. All right. So I'm going to pick up with the 28th chapter and I want to drop down to verse uh, 48. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 48, and it will be good. For everyone, if you didn't read this chapter after we did the last show, after this show, please read this entire chapter. Okay? Verse 48 says, Therefore shalt thou serve thy enemies, which Yahweh shall send against thee, in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in one of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he has destroyed thee. So we go back to slavery and we see what happened. What people had yokes of iron on their necks? We had yokes of iron on our necks. We see slave pictures all the time with yokes of iron. The the uh, the fake Jews never had yokes of iron on their necks in Germany or in Russia or anything like that. They never had these things. So we are the people that act like the children of Israel, a people who has lost their identity through slavery as the Almighty said they would, a people who has lost who they are, therefore they lost their culture. This is how true Israel is supposed to look as a nation of people, as a whole entire nation of people. They were supposed to be taken into slavery and be given a name that will cut them off from who they really were. They will be supposed to be given another language as opposed to the language they used to speak, and they were supposed to be a people that were, as a nation of people, lost until they start to, one, wake up and find out who they are and teach another one. That's what we're doing today. So this is how, according to the Almighty's words and according to prophecy, the children of Israel in the latter days in a land outside of their own is supposed to look exactly like what we see in today every night on the news in every major city. Uh, a man, a black man robbed a store or a black man uh, killed another black man because we were our lost people as a nation of people. Not those of us that know the most high, we're not lost, but those of us in our nation, these are the ramifications of slavery, the ramifications of everything the Almighty said would happen to us. This is how we're supposed to look. I don't read that the children of Israel outside of the land of Israel is going to be um, ruling the world outside of the land of Israel and having all the money and being the top uh, poet surprise winners and the top and all of these things. That's not the case. So I risk all right. the there. And Brother Elishu, I want you to jump in. I really want you to pick up where he left off. They're saying, again, we don't act like Jews. The brother did a good job. I want you to just come, come right behind him. Here's, here's, here's what I've heard. And I'm going to give you three questions in one because I think you can handle it. Uh, although Brother uh, brother Yahshua handled quite a few bit of these questions without me even asking him. But Brother Elishua, this is what they say. We don't act like Jews. Our culture. It's kind of the same question, but I want you to give it, hit it more because this is a loaded question. We don't act like we don't wear the stuff they wear. We don't keep no feast days. This is what they say. We don't know. We don't. We don't dress like them, the sideburns. Address that. Well, I think it's 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 real that's uh pretty self explanatory if you read the scriptures again. <clears throat> and the problem the reason why these questions arise is because people go more off of tradition 
and more off of sound bite theology and what they're told rather than reading the scriptures. If you read the scriptures, all these questions will be answered. And so the thing is, is that we are. We're very much like what's in the scriptures. Uh, I have a son, 6'4", had to his shoulders. His hair is in locks, uh, dreadlocks. It's obvious, man. It's right there in the scripture. People just do not want to read the scriptures. And if you want to talk about the things that prohibit us from seeing, the thing is, is they're simple. It's all over the world. Uh, and Well, not all over the world, but the thing is, as far as what the churches is concerned, nothing has changed in 400 years. White people seem to be able to set the standards of what we determine what is true. And we think that that is some phenomenon. It's not. It's what's expected. You're slaves in a foreign land. And so, therefore, you're going to be taught in a way that – hold on, hold on, let me finish, please. Let me just finish my train of thought, and I guarantee you I'll hit that point. And I'll say simply this. So, therefore, you're not going to be taught your identity. You're not going to be taught who you are. Because when you talk who you are, then you begin to understand who you are. So simply put, Brother Yeshua, and for me to say anything actually in addition is becomes redundant because he hit it real clear. We look just like what the Bible says Israel is supposed to look like, both physically and theologically, socially, and doctrinally. We fit the scriptures. They don't. Very simple. And they are not a blessed people. They are a very exploitative people. They get over $10 billion a year from America alone in welfare aid. It doesn't even hardly rain in Israel. It rains seasonable, but all you got to do is look at the land on TV and sell that that land is not a flourishing, plush land of milk and honey of what was described it would be when we would come into that land when you read the, the Ezekiel 36, 38, 39, and 40. That land does not respond to them because they're not Israel. They are Gentiles. And so, therefore, all we have okay, to do now, is now, hold on. I'm going to say that's last thing. Let me that's say last point. thing. Hold on. That's a good point. Right. Hold on. I want mm-hmm. you to get scripture because that, that right there you just said is key. But people don't know that you actually have verse. One of y'all, because I can't cover it, call it, uh, talks about when, when the Gentiles are going to come there and rule. Mm-hmm. Actually, you kind of hit it earlier, Luke 21. Just hit that a little bit. Right, right, that right. pretty good. Right, and, and, and simply put, he says, he says he, when he talks about, in, in the book of Luke, he says that Jerusalem should be trodden down by the Gentiles into the times of the Gentiles. And he talks about what would happen after the destruction of the temple in 70 AD. And he talks about how the fact that we would be oppressed, we would be pushed out of the land, and that we would be taking captives to every nation of the planet on the earth. And that captivity process began with the sub-Arabian slave trade, and that's why they found us in Africa. In Africa of course, we, we migrated to Africa after we were pushed out of Israel. Uh, many people, if you know your geography, you know that uh, Africa, Egypt, and other parts are south of Israel. Israel. So we went from a southerly course. And from the southerly course, many of us actually did end into places like Egypt and what have you, wherever we could find refuge. And those that were not refuge, they were taken as captives, just as the scriptures determined. And from there, the, the Islam, the, the Arabs sold us to Africans who sold us to who? Europeans. We look just like what Israel says in the Bible. What has happened is that black, most people, white and black, have been conditioned to not believe what's in the Bible. They've been conditioned to believe what they're preaching on TBN okay. and they start telling them. That's why. I'm going to play devil's advocate. I'm going to talk mm-hmm. to you and I'm, I'm going to use you first and then I'm going to go to Brother Elishua, I mean Brother Yeshua after you. I'm going to talk like somebody 
that just now hearing this, they're going to say this. You don't speak Hebrew, man. Excuse me? I don't speak Hebrew. Um, did you read You're the Bible? You're not Jewish because you don't 80, speak Hebrew. No, excuse me. Do you read the Bible? Psalms 83, 1. A song of some of Asaph. Keep not thy silence, O Elohim. Hold not thy peace. And be not still, O Elohim. For lo, thine enemies make atonement. They that hate thee have lifted up their head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people, consulted against thy hidden ones. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a what, Brother Yahshua? A nation, that the name of Israel may no more be in remembrance. Of course, we don't speak Hebrew. We're the descendants of slaves. We don't speak anything that's, that, is, is, that is relative to who we were as a people before we were taken captives. We're slaves. We're the descendants of slaves. Everything that we have has been dictated to us and given to us by all presses of those who've taken us in captivity. So beautiful, simply put, say, simply, read the Bible. Read the Bible. That that that's laid out pretty good. Okay, brother. Uh, 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 go ahead, brother. Uh, some tell me you weren't done. Go ahead, and I want to hit brother Yashua. No, 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 no. I am. That's, I'm just saying. Simply put, is that is just basically is just adding an addition to what brother Yeshua said. Simply, if you read the Bible, we look just like Israel. But if you listen to and, and he's absolutely uh, contemporary and that's the right. That's the next thing we're gonna. Family and friends, really quick, y'all. We're gonna. I'm telling you, it's gonna get better and better. I literally plan this program. It's gonna get. You'll see. It's gonna get more scripture later. The next thing we're gonna do in a little bit is we're gonna go through the scriptures of how we. This just really quick, because I don't want to focus on the dark skin, the dark skin. I don't want to make this a Bible study by showing how they was black. We're gonna talk about uh, Paul passing as an Egyptian, uh, the, the, the Israelites going into Egypt and mixing with black folks. So even if they were white. We're going to talk about that. So we're going to talk about a bunch of scriptures we're going to throw at y'all of blacks in the Bible where the Bible literally say they was dark skin. How Brother clear Seth. can that get? So we're going to get that after we get done here. Yes, go ahead. You just mentioned a man's name who is the greatest op- who, who misunderstanding of his theology is the greatest opposition to people embracing this truth, and that is Paul the Apostles. People do not understand that 95% of Paul's epistles were directed to Gentiles. They were not speak. They were not to Israelites. And we have to understand that that being the case, that when the church was hijacked by Constantine and the Roman Empire, it now came under a Western Empire. And simply put, yeah, but hold it on, became hold on, hold totally. Hold on, hold on. But hold on. Hmm. You're getting too deep. You're getting too deep. What I'm no, not, no, Paul, not if you allow me. If you hold allow, on, if you allow second, me to. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. What I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. When you start talking about Constantine and all that, we're getting too deep. That's the uh, only way they're like going to know. Hold on. But, brother, that's the only way they're going to know what's going on because they have to go back in history. All these things that have taken place, all of these things and errors and that have caused the distraction and why come I just read the scripture, why we don't know who we are, that was done by a process. It did not take place overnight, and neither is it going to be unchanged overnight. We have to backtrack all the way from the Messiah himself coming into Jerusalem and look at the history and see what took place to determine why is it that we don't know who we are. Why is it that the world doesn't know who Israel is? Because we have to understand things have been done with intention and with design to keep the world from knowing who Israel is. And the greatest entity that has participated in that deception has been the church. 
I'm sorry, but I cannot consistently sit up here and continue to act like as if, though, we're dealing with a problem that is caused from an outside entity. Every problem that that young brother addressed had to deal with the fact of why he has the, the attitude towards the church, because the church has been the main culprit that keep us in blindness. They the one, oh, they're the well. one who, because of their false teaching and theology, has kept us in darkness that not even the Gentile world really well, knows I'll who you. Israel I'll is. follow you. I'll follow you, but what I'm trying to do, brother, sure, is I'm trying to give people, instead of a deep history course, which everything you're going to say is going to be on time. Let me just say that. The brother is not whistling Dixie. I'm just trying to watch the clock here. I got, we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got about 15 scriptures here that's going to show who Israel was, I mean, clear as day. Well, y'all can just see. Case closed, we could end the Bible study really after this next session. But then after that section, we want to get into scripture upon scripture. Did y'all know that the Bible says that Israel's women, instead of a well-set hair, would have baldness? Now, when I saw that scripture, I said, well, that's not our women. Dad, where did that scripture come from? Hair with baldness? And then I got to thinking, I mentioned it to my wife. I said, what are scriptures the Bible said that Israel women would have baldness? I said, that's the only late time women. Then I got to thinking, wait a minute. Ain't nobody in the whole planet women has bald heads. There's no bald head nation on the planet. So it could mean a bald head. It just means, the scripture says, instead of well-set hair, baldness. And I got to thinking, well, who's having more trouble with their hair and hair growth? You will be surprised to know the answer to that. Just simply ask this question, what? Women's hair is a billion, over a billion dollar industry. So if anybody's going to have trouble with hair growth, it's going to be the African American. And this, this is proven through the billion dollars. So what I want to do, Brother Elishua, is I'm just trying to get into a bunch of scriptures for them to go look. They can't go research Constantine and all that. And everything you were saying was good. I want us to know that. So I want you to go ahead and finish just give us the short version, because i I got to hear what you're saying. Well, as I said, I think to simply put, if we begin to read the scriptures as to what would befall Israel in the last days, and we have to understand that all of the prophecies that, it, that are contained within the Old Testament are prophecies that are predominantly, except for about 3 to 5% that have to do with Israel. So when people say we don't look like Israel, I say you don't know your Bible. Because if you read your Bible... It would not be difficult for you to be able to find and to identify who Israel is and who Israel is not. And part of the reason why come they have a problem with that scriptures, I'm going to take it out since we dealt with the issue of scriptures. It's just one quick scripture I would like for the people to turn to. And that scripture is in Revelations 2 and 9, 2, 8 and 2 and 9. And Brother Seth I'm really having a problem with my Bible. I'm using an electronic Bible and having difficulty. So if you have your scriptures out there before you, could you please read this scripture? What is it? It is Revelation, and I believe it begins with 2 and 8. And remember, when we read the book of Revelation. I know 2 and 9 by heart. I quote, I know 2 and 9 Right, but let let me say this here. Right, let me set this up. Let me set this up for the people. When we read the book of Revelation, the book of Revelation is a book about eschatology. And in other words, it's about the end times. So, therefore, if we are truly, as a church, aware that we are living in the end time, we have to understand those scriptures are applicable for now and not historically. 
So go ahead, brother, brother Seth. All right, Revelation 2 and, 9, 2 and 8. And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things saith the first and the last which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulations and poverty, but thou art rich. I know the blasphemy of those that say they are Jews and are not, but are of the synagogue of Satan. Is the word Smyrna in anywhere in that verse you just read? If not, please flip over to Revelations 3 and 9. Revelations 3 and 9. To the Smyrna church of Smyrna. Yes. Okay, it's please begin where it begins. I just read that about the church in Smyrna. Okay. Smyrna is located in northwest Turkey. It is now a different city. I can't remember the current name, but it's located in northwest Turkey. If you travel, I'm going to be real brief because we have to understand that's the scripture. It says those who say they are Jews but are not but of the synagogue of Satan. <laughs> so we're going to keep it biblically and get straight to the point. Those who say they're Jews, and most people, the reason why come they have a problem, because they're comparing us to basically imposters. And actually, if you read the Bible, you would know they were imposters and know they don't, they don't line up to be Jews in any way, form, or fashion, but they do line up with these scriptures here, and there's two of them, and there's two witnesses that, that those who say they are Jews but are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. What is the geographical location? It's Smyrna. It's northeast Turkey. Well, all I'm going to say this is this. If you want to know the history of those people, you're going to find their origin is from that region, and that's where the Caucasus Mountains from. And from there, they went to other places like Poland, uh, uh, Russia, Germany, all of those places. When it takes in the Bible, Gog and Magog, that is the area in which we discuss and talking about. And those are those people. So simply put, we look like Israel. My, my last point, we look like Israel. We act like Israel. We talk like Israel. We suffer like Israel. We are the children of descendants, as the word described, that we would be in the last days just like Israel. And just like the scripture says what would happen in the last days, the time Jerusalem should be trodden down by the, times of, by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles have been fulfilled. And if they Gentiles and they're in that land claiming to be Israel, then that points to Revelation 2 and 9 and 3 and 9. Those who say they are Jews but are not, but do lie. That's what the scripture says. And they are the synagogue of Satan. Back in and I'll read, that really, I'll read that real quick for you. That was beautiful, brother. 3 and 9 says, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan. Who is the day, folks? Think. Come on, family, friends, Think. Revelation 3 and 9. Write these scriptures down, please. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them come and worship at thy feet. Who is the yes, thy yes. feet? Yes, and yes. to know that I have loved thee. One more time, Revelation 3 and 9. Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. Behold, I will make them come and worship at thy feet, and to know that I have loved thee. Folks, that's powerful all day long. But what I want to do is I want to remind everybody, first of all, if you're listening in the chat room, call the phone line, call the phone line. Y'all know the rule. Let's just really, I, I want to look at a clock. And I want to make sure we do this in record time. We got so much ground to cover. I guess I just didn't plan this right. Cause, but all of this is good. We have to say all this. So that I take that back. But folks, let's talk about scriptures, brother. Yeah, sure. You can go first. Of clear cut Israel saying they're dark skinned, or clear cut locks, 
or clear-cut braids or clear-cut dark skin or clear-cut brown arms, brown legs. Let's talk. Let's just real quick. I don't want to spend a whole lot of time because this is kind of shallow. It's like we're talking about brown. The deeper thing is with Israel. The deeper thing is understanding why we're in this condition. The deeper thing is understanding, like the scripture just read in Revelation 3 and 9, that he have loved us all along, and those that are in that land were sent there as a punishment. I, I, I talked about earlier Jeremiah 1, and that's just one chapter talking about how the Father was going to empty out Europe on Jerusalem. And that's how that whole region became lighter. So let's do this, Brother Yeshua. I'm going to let you go. I want you to go. And, folks, if you're on the phone lines, don't hang up now because you won't be able to get back. Y'all should know that by now, but some of you may be new. Again, if you're on the phone lines, do not hang up. The phone lines is limited. We have a lot of people on the phone lines. I haven't even looked if we have a question. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Hopefully we don't have no question because I haven't looked. Okay, luckily no question. All right. Uh, real quick, let's talk about <laughs> scriptures that's very clear, very clear of dark-skinned people. I think I'll go first. Folks, and Seth, you and you and Brother Israel Yeshua went, can handle that. Be- no, I was saying I was saying that question, you and Brother Yeshua can handle that because Brother Yeshua was actually the man who brought that to my attention. So simply put, if you hear from the teacher, you don't necessarily need to hear from the student. I'll reserve mine for the next question. <laughs> okay, okay. Now, what I, what I was going to do is you go, he go, I go. You go, he go, I go. You go, he go, I go. Like that. And, and we do this kind of fast. That's cool, but I'll just get the next question scripture. because he's going to cover it. Okay. You'll see what I mean here in a second. All right. Okay. I want, I want to share this really quickly. This, If you don't get nothing else, this is how we know it's ludicrous to think of white, a lily white family like they got in Jerusalem trying to say they, they are the Jews that close to the equator. Watch this, folks. Even if Israel was white. The nation of Israel, the 70 men that went up to Egypt, remember when Joseph went into captivity? Let's just say they were white. And Brother Seth and Brother Yeshua and Brother uh, Elishua is all smoking crack. Some people were white. Well, they went into Egypt and all the scholars, ain't no scholar going to holler about Egypt being white. All of the white racist scholars say that Egypt was black. So these 70 people went into slavery captivity in Egypt for 400, almost 400 years. There's been debate about that. I'm not here to argue how long. But they went over, let's say, 200 years for sure. There is no way in the world that Lily White family, out of being a slave, y'all know what happened in slavery. You know what's taken first is your women. There's no way in the world they would have came out white, even if they were white. That right there should end the whole Bible study. Everybody have a good night. Thank y'all for tuning in. But it gets worse, folks, for those of you that believe that lie. They went again right after they left Egypt. Somebody's line is really loud. Okay. After they came out of Egypt, they went into a land that's even blacker than Egypt. Well, I ain't going to say it's even blacker, but it was definitely dark-skinned people. And that's the land of Canaan, which is where Israel is located today. That was a dark-skinned land. They mixed with those people. So everybody knows that if you mix hundreds of years with dark-skinned people in captivity, what happens? Brother Yeshua, I want you to name two things. I'm going to come back with two things. You name two things. Let's try to get scripture. But what I just said is basic history of Israel. Everybody knows about Egypt, Egypt captivity and when they went into Canaan. 
Brother Yashir, you have any clear scriptures on Israel's hue? Um, yes, can you hear me? Okay. Yes. Uh, the route I would want to take with this would be, and I'm sure a lot of people um, is familiar with these scriptures, so we may not have to read them for the sake of time. But as you mentioned Moses, and Moses was in Egypt, well, it's uh, two things uh, about Moses that we can point out. Uh, number one, uh, Moses, as you mentioned earlier as well, I, I need to uh, talk about, because we all know that the Egyptians were black. That's a known fact. You go to the bookstore, they wrote, they drew pictures of themselves all over the world. They're black people. Now, Moses was in that Egypt, black Egypt, okay? Now, what happened during the story, remember, when the Almighty told Moses to stick his hand in his bosom, and it came out white. And this was the sign that Moses was to show Pharaoh, if you don't let my people go, this is what's going to happen to your people. Then the Almighty Stick your hand back in your bosom And it came out as his other flesh was So obviously His other flesh was not white Or how could his hand be turned white So people may say Well okay maybe he wasn't white Maybe he was like an Arab then And his hand was turned um, white Well how can we Say that he was black and not an Arab The reason we could say that Because once that same Moses left The land of Egypt And when he went out uh, find his wife And he went out and, and he was drawing water at the well And he took his uh, mule I believe with him And it was a couple of women there And they were uh, Trying to draw well But some men tried to draw the water before them And Moses stood up for the women And hold on one second And I can finish his point Okay Okay. sorry about that Go ahead go ahead Okay. So, so Moses stood up for the women and where they got to draw their will first. And the women went back home, and this is what they said to their father about the same Moses who the Almighty said, stick your hand in your bosom, bring it out, and his hand was turned white. Then it turned back to his other flesh. They didn't know Moses. They just know some man that they didn't know helped them. They went back to their father, and he said, how come you came back so early this time? And they said, an Egyptian helped us and delivered us from the hands of the other men. Well, how could they say Moses was an Egyptian unless he looked like an Egyptian to them? And when you go back 4,000 years, which was the time period of this happening, roughly 4,000 years or so, all of Egypt was black. As we know, we have the paintings all over the world. Egyptians were black. So in no way could he have been an Arab, could he have been white. Well, I know there are Arabs in Egypt today, but ancient Egypt was all so-called black people with woolly hair. Now, that's one obvious clue that, uh, of course, Moses was an Israelite and he was black. Also, Paul in the New Testament was mistaken for Egyptian, and Egyptians are black people. We have scriptures such as the book of Lamentations in the fourth chapter where it talks about uh, the children of Israel are black. It says, uh, specifically, it was talking about the tribe of Judah. It says they are black unto the ground. And that black word in Hebrew is, uh, I believe, is a sakur or something like that. I'm kind of forgetting the word right now. But it actually means black. You know, there's no uh, symbolism to it. It means black. The book of Job, chapter 30 and verse 30, says, I am black. Um, in the book of Solomon. Now, 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 on that, on that lament, now, on the lamentations, just so everybody knows, because 
I want y'all to write the scripture down. He's talking about Lamentations 4 and 8, where it says their visage was blacker than a coal. Their visage was blacker than a coal, all right? That's what, that's what the brother is talking about, all right? And then there's another scripture that says blacker than the oven, blacker than right. the oven. Now, these right. were hungry folks. They were starving, and they was talking about how dark their skin was. And what I made the point last week, y'all have to listen to the last two shows. You're missing out a whole lot of information. Uh, Lamentations mm-hmm. 5 and 10, 5 and 10, our skin was black like an oven. Our skin was black like an oven. Okay, and then, of course, 4 and 8, our visage, which is the same right. as your face. So that's Except just for the people that don't know, the word visage means face. So yeah, I've yet to that. see. Oh, you did. Okay, sorry, I missed that. Okay. Right, right. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that in. This is mean face. So I didn't catch that you said that. But you were talking about Daniel. Um, not Daniel, but yeah, well, Daniel was one as well. Where Daniel described the the Most High. He described uh, the Ancient of Days, which he seen. And in Daniel's vision, Daniel let you know that the Ancient of Days. His hair was wool, uh, meaning a woolly texture of hair. Remember in Genesis, when we go back to verse chapter 1 and verse 26, when the Almighty says, let us make man in our image. So the Almighty made the first human beings in the Almighty's own image. And evidently, if the Almighty has woolly hair, according to the book of Daniel, um, I believe it's chapter 10, I believe. The Almighty ten, has verse woolly five. hair. Ten right, and five, right. Yeah. And also in verse, and also in chapter ten, I'm kind of just to speed this up a little bit. But Daniel ten, also in the book of Daniel, chapter uh, ten, verse five, and it also talks about his arms and legs being like it says, like the gleam of a burnished bronze. Right. Okay. And then chapter seven, verse nine, is where it talks about hair like wool. So in verse mm-hmm. ten, chapter ten, verse five and six, and uh, uh, again Daniel ten, five and six is talking about his arms and legs like burnished bronze. So that's arms and legs, and then hair like wool in Daniel seven and nine. Folks, we can just keep going on and on and on. Uh, I just want to share real quickly how Paul talked about he rebuked the ladies in uh, the book. Uh, uh, Talking about uh, being um, silent in church and don't be wearing exotic braids. Y'all follow me, Brother Yelashua and Brother Yashua? Uh, uh, yep, yep. Yeah, T. Yep. talked about don't have these exotic hairdos. Uh, but I want to go a little deeper, then we're going to switch, which we're going to get into some deeper scripture. But, uh, uh, like, uh, I don't know if Brother uh, Yashua mentioned it, but Moses also passed from Pharaoh's grandson. Did you mention that? No, I didn't mention that. I didn't mention that. Yes, folks, the Bible says that Moses passed for Pharaoh's grandson. The Bible says it very clearly. Let me see if I can find that for you. But there is so many scriptures. This is what I want to ask you instead of us, because we can keep naming them, naming them, naming them. Unless we attack the white supremacy and a lot of our family and friends, we're spinning our wheels. I want to ask y'all a question. Those of y'all that have trouble with this, where is the scriptures you have to produce the fact that Israel was white? Right, right. 
That's a great That's question. That's what I want to ask. You know, we, we have to talk forever talking about this and that and the other, and we have to show through science and all this stuff, but where is the scriptures? Folks, I'm telling y'all, in this Bible, and if you're watching, you're listening tonight, because this message for everybody, uh, the Bible talking about uh, Pharaoh passing for uh, Moses' grandson. I think that's in, uh, I want to say Zeke. Uh, I'm looking up. I'm looking up. But anyway, folks, listen. At some point, the Holy Spirit has to reveal to you what we're saying. Brother Yeshua, I just opened up your line. I had it quiet because it was a little noise, but you're open now, just so you know. Uh, yeah, well, and you know what, Brother Seth? There was just one thing I wanted to add to what you all were saying, and that is simply put is that if we just believe our own eyes, it's not it's not difficult to tell. Uh, two nations on the planet that are in regions where basically everybody around them are people of color. It's color. Uh, when you go to South Africa, you have South Africans there. Uh, those people are not indigenous to that land. They are Dutch people. They migrated there. And that's why come their biggest health condition is what? Skin cancer. Uh, when you go to Jerusalem, Israel, all we have to do is use common sense and say, wait a minute. How is these people the only white people in like a 2,000-mile radius? Everybody in that region are people of color, and the only people who happen to be white are the people who rule in the land. And we know very well that they migrated there, that they're not native there. They're not indigenous to it. All we got to do is use our minds. Yeah, and, 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 and I, that was very good. Thank you for that. That was very good. And, folks, the brother can keep sharing stuff like that. Brother Yashua can keep sharing stuff. I can keep sharing stuff. But at some point, like I say, somebody has got to challenge the white supremacy that's in the minds of our family and friends that just keep saying, well, I just don't know. I just don't know. Well, let me ask you a question. Let's put you on the hot seat. Anybody with questions or comments, press one on the phone line. I'm watching the phone lines. Y'all not going to believe this, but we still have quite a few family and friends still on the phone lines. Thank thank God for that. Y'all must be listening. But let me just ask you something, family and friends. Where is your proof that they were white? What's your proof? How do you know? Let me tell you what you're going to say. And then, brother, 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 uh, then we want to switch gears. I want to really get into the scriptures and talk about some other things. But we want to go through all these these various curses that's throughout the whole Bible, just really that nails it down who we are, even clearer. But let me just say this, folks. <laughs> if I ask you, why do you believe those people Israel? This is what most of y'all going to say. And brother LSU, I'm going to put your line on hold just for a minute, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, if I ask you, family, and you be honest, this is what you're going to say. Well, Seth, all the ministers are not saying that. I'm going to open a brother. LSU, i got to feel he's going to have something to say about this. I, this brother is full of information, so I'm going to keep his line open. I'd rather put up with his noise than to miss. You know what I'll do? I'll just read my phone. It's like you're ready to speak. Okay, do that. But listen, folks, <laughs> this is what y'all going to say. Most of the world say they Jews. That's not true. History say they're Jews. Yes, white people history. Then what y'all going to say? 
On TBN, they always say the Jews, and they never show black people. Again, a lot of those pastors, if you pull them, you got to get them away from their members and tell them some of these things. They're going to say, well, you know, I think there's some truth to that. But the Lord haven't released me to uh, uh, get into those things. I, 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 there's some truth to that. I have not met a very few pastors really come at us with scripture. Nobody really. That's what you're going to find out, family and friends, when you take this information. And hopefully you do it in love and you're not of a militant spirit or nothing like that. Because we are about, this is for the planet. I love all people. And if you listen to shows one until you heard me say it a thousand times, folks, you've got to go back and listen to one. In, in episode one, we even had a bunch of whites on saying the same thing. Yes, we do. Go back and listen. Folks, you don't have proof for a lot of what a lot of you are holding on to. You're holding on to it because it's popular. You think it's popular. In the United States, it's popular. But if I drop, pick you up and drop you off in West Africa, you have to have, have a little trouble with that. Are you aware that blacks was in the that, that blacks were in the United States prior to 1948, Israel becoming a nation, practicing Hebrewism? keeping feast days, keeping the, the, the Sabbath or what they call the Shabbat? Are y'all aware of that? That there was ministers in this land as early as the 1800s saying we are the Jews? I told y'all all of the early founding fathers of a lot of these denominations, they believed this. Go research this. I can hear somebody saying, so what? What if y'all are right? You make a lot of sense, brother, a lot of sense, brother Yahshua. What if you're right? What, what, what does it change for me? What it changes for you is now you understand that we're fulfilling prophecy with the slave ships. We're fulfilling prophecy with our young men being locked up by the over a million. We're fulfilling prophecy by going through a lot of things we're going through. So what's the solution? Let's hit the solution hard and heavy, y'all, for a second. Brother Elishua. Brother Yeshua, let's talk about the solution. Are you telling us that we just curse, 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 and things are never going to change? This is this is going to be how we live and die? Again, folks, if you turn your life over to the Father, trust him for your salvation, trust him for your righteousness, believe on the, 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 the story that Christ came and lived and died, believe the scriptures, what it have to say in the New Testament, believe the whole Bible. Once you begin to seek the Father, there is no curses that's going to be up on you other than the fact you will see your neighbors, your countrymen in pain, just like Christ, the most powerful individual that walked this earth. He had all that power, but the Bible says, the shortest verse in the script, in the Bible says, Jesus wept, Yeshua wept, or Yahweh Shah, some people say, wept. Why? Because of the pain of his countrymen. So you're going to mourn for your nation, even if you do have all this power. So I'm going to say this to you again. For those of you that say, I kind of see it, I got it, it makes sense. I just don't understand why y'all hitting it so hard. It sounds like, is this all y'all talk about? No, this is not all we talk about. These brothers talk about hundreds of other scriptures, hundreds of other subjects. I talk about righteousness. I talk about salvation. I talk about grace. I talk about faith. I talk about everything in that scripture in the Bible. But I have a calling to help resurrect Israel. 
The Bible says in the latter days he was called fishers to fish out the nation of Israel, fishers, fishers, and hunters to hunt them out of every aspect of, of every area of the world. This is what the Bible says. He would call fishers and hunters, Jeremiah 16 and 16 to be exact. Behold, I will send for fishers, saith the Lord, and they shall fish them, talking about Israel, and after I will send many hunters, and they shall hunt them from every mountain and from every hill and out of every holes of the rock. In other words, everywhere there are people, the Father has dispatched ministers, prophets, to go in and have resurrect this natural house of Israel. That's why on my Facebook you see this guy look like he's coming up out of the ground like he's being resurrected. That's why I played Ezekiel 37. That's why often I talk about this more than any other message, but I do talk about every other message. Folks, right now, you're living in one of the greatest times of our life, the resurrection of the natural house of Israel. Many of us get this revelation that we continue to go to our churches and we practice it different ways. Now, you heard Brother Yahshua say he heads up a ministry. But there's a lot of denominations just like the Church of God in Christ. They believe this, and they was the Church of God in Christ. AME early on believed this, and yet they was AME. So we're not saying you got to join a different church. We do hope hope you're in a church that's teaching you these kinds of things and other deep truths and are living the life and, and really have people of substance and character. We, we hope that. But, folks, the main thing we're trying to share tonight is to get our people to see that we are beautiful people. We are loved people. And we're going to find out that we're the most documented people on the planet because we are Israel. We are the people of that book, folks. We are the people of that Bible. The Father have not forsaken us. Yes, that belt is being slain. We're taking a lot of pain. We're seeing a lot of bloodshed, a lot of death and destruction among our people. But the hope is knowing that it's all because, and we didn't get into this too much, Brother Yashua, I mean, Brother Yeshua earlier. Why don't you do that? Tell them why. Why would the Father allow a people to go through this? Yeah, sure. Why would he do it to him? Why would he do it to them? Brother Seth. Well, either one of you. Brother go Seth. For it. Wait, I, I don't mean to. I don't. Okay, thanks, Brother Yeshua. Um, I just because I, I didn't really put much on the last one, but I just had something saying really useful. Like I'm sitting here writing notes, and literally you have built up what I had to say. You just laid the foundation for it. You said, "Let us look for solutions." The solution is coming. But I would tell everyone, real simple, most people are not going to like what they see. They don't like, they're not going to like the way it's coming. Because the solution is you deal with the problem. And the problem is, simply put, if the issue is that a people are being directed in error, you have, to, you have to question who's teaching them. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me like two years ago, and he said, the voice of the bridegroom in the nation of America has become dim." And the reason it has become dim and it has become small is because of the deceitfulness of riches of his shepherds. 
Now, I'm going to read through the scriptures because we're dealing with scripture, and then I'm going to just say a few words, and I'm through. But I just want everybody to hear this because it's very significant. If we are Israel, check this out. This is Ezekiel 34, and not if because we are, and you'll see this very clearly. And as you just said, Brother Seth, that he's going to send fishes to fish them out. He's going to send hunters to hunt them out from wherever they may be. And this is why he's going to do that, because they are there with their dwelling and perdition. Ezekiel 34, 1, And the word of Yahweh, the Lord, came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Shepherds, we have to understand that when prophets spoke, they spoke, through a, they, they spoke within the context of their culture. And their culture in their, in their society was agrarian, meaning that it was an agriculture society. So whenever the prophets used symbolisms, they often taken things, the things that were common to their culture. So he said, son of man, prophesy against the shepherds, meaning what he's talking about is the pastors of Israel. Prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord Elohim unto the shepherds. Woe be unto the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves, should not the shepherds feed the flocks. You eat the fat. And remember, this is not Elishua Israel Ellison speaking. This is not Seth Turner speaking. This is not Akishua from Cincinnati speaking. This is the word of the Lord. You eat the fat and you clothe you with, with wool. You kill them that are fed, but you feed not the flock. The disease have you not strengthened. Neither have you healed that which was sick. The brother said, what's going on? What's the problem? Neither have you bound up that which was broken. Neither have you brought again that which was driven away. Neither have you sought out the debt which was lost. But with force and with cruelty you have ruled them. And they were scattered because there is no shepherd. And they became meek to all the beasts of the field. That's other nations and other, and, and other institutions and all these things that we involve in ourselves in that do nothing but exploit our talents, exploit our gifts, rename it, repack it, and make it for themselves. When they were scattered, my sheep wandered through all the mountains and upon every high hill. And who is the sheep he's speaking about? Israel. Yea, my flock was scattered upon all the face of the earth. Seth, you said it a number of times. They should be scattered to every nation and taken captive by all nations of the earth. And none did seek search or seek after them. Therefore, you shepherds, you pastors, hear ye the word, hear the word of the Lord. As I live, said the Lord Elohim, surely because my flock became a prey and my flock became meek to every beast of the field because there was no shepherd, neither did my shepherd search for my flock. You see it, Seth, he's going to send fishes and hunters, but they are not searching. They don't want to even discuss the stuff in their congregations. And the reason they don't want to discuss it is the reason why, is simply put, it is all tied to money. Because many people are going to not receive this. And when you start addressing the truth, it says that the Messiah said, I shall sanctify them, set them apart by my truth. And when we become sanctified, what happens when we're set apart by our truth, we have the reason why we're afraid of that, because we deal with this thing called insecurity, because we want to be received and accepted of the world. But the Messiah said, he said, if they rejected me, they're going to reject you. So again, therefore, O you shepherds, hear you the word of the Lord. Thus said the Lord God, behold, I am against the shepherds, and I will require my flock at their, hand, at their hand and cause them to cease from feeding the flock. Neither shall the shepherds feed themselves anymore, for I will deliver my flock from their mouth. From their what? From their mouth, that they may not be meat for them. For thus said the Lord God, behold, even I will both search my sheep and seek them out. As a shepherd seeketh out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep that are scattered, so will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered in the cloudy 
and dark day. The clouding and dark day began wow. 70 A.D., culminated in 125 with us leaving Israel, and we've been scattered to every place of the earth. And the Most High is about to bring a change. It's not going to be by power. It's not going to be by might. So the Hebrew Israelites, many of them have gotten it wrong. He says it's going to be by his spirit. And that's why I speak to everybody who's listening who is in the church. We need you to really get out of from amongst yourselves. We need you to get beside yourself and understand that this is a worldwide thing of, 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 of prophetic significance and importance. And that the Most High is trying to raise us up as a people and bring us back into himself. And the first thing he's going to begin to do, and he's going to begin it in the year that we are about to go into. You want a prophecy for the year 2016? You're going to begin to see these churches begin to dwindle in membership. Because just like the brother who came on and the words that he spoke, they have become totally intolerant of what's coming out of these churches because they see that it does not have the ability to transform us as a people. It transformed the white people. It transformed the Asians. It transformed the Mexicans. I see there are huge churches everywhere, and they are beginning, and you go to their communities, and you see the transformation physically, but it is not transforming us because, simply put, what they're giving them is not for us. Brother Yeshua said, we are a called out people. He said, I will raise you up as a nation of priests. We are supposed to be the representation to the world. You mentioned the issue about sanctification. Yes, we're set apart. We're different. That's why we keep the Sabbath, because he said the Sabbath was supposed to be a sign between Israel and who? And Yahweh or Yahweh forever. That's a sign before. That's a sanctification. On my page, me, I'm, on, I'm on, real quick, last thing, Facebook. I'm on Facebook. My name is Elishua Israel. Now, you come to my page. I hit real hard on things like Christmas because guess what? We're supposed to be separate, a called out people. So if we really want resolution, if we want, really want the resolution, we have to be ready to embrace the change. And I would dare say that 80% of us are not ready for it. And it's not going to stop it because it's going to happen whether you embrace it or not. Because it is prophetic destiny. Let me say this, folks. I'm going to read some of this. I, I really don't. You ever read? You ever, is there any scripture some of y'all just? I'm not going to say you don't like because that don't sound right to say you don't like a scripture. But this scripture, these scriptures are so hard. Many of you are going to wonder is is what I'm reading the truth. So I'm, this is kind of going to line up with what the brother was just saying. Now remember, I told you the most important thing for me for me is. To you tonight is Deuteronomy 28, verse 46, because that's what's going to tie in 2015-2016 into the scriptures. Moses says these things are going to be up on you forever, forever, but not just cursing, 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 blessings also. Okay, now watch this. I'm about to read Isaiah 56. And I hear a little noise in the background, Brother Yeshua, uh, Brother Elishua. If you can mute your phone until you get ready to talk again. Isaiah 56 and 9, listen to this, folks. The prophet Isaiah is telling Israel what is to befall them where their pastors is concerned, where their pastors is concerned, where their pastors is concerned, those that watch over them spiritually. Remember, whatever you read in the Bible is to repeat forever where it relates to Israel, be it the blessings. They ain't just cursing, cursing, cursing. The first 15 verses, which we probably should read that. 
is the blessings that's to be upon Israel if they obey. The reason why I don't never read the blessings is not that I'm not being positive. Is that no nation is living out those blessings. It's just a waste of time, really. I'm not going to say it's a waste of time, but it's just, you read them. On your, that'll be your homework. Read the blessings if Israel do obey what happens. Basically, they rule over the world. Said everything they would touch would be blessed. They'd be the head, not the tail, above and not beneath. Lenders and not borrowers. No nation can boast Deuteronomy 28, the first 15 verses. So this is why we focus and we look for a nation. And we look at 400 years at a time. We look at nations at 400 years at a time that's living out those curses because no nation is living out the blessings. Listen to what is going to happen to the pastors, what they're doing. And just remember, it's supposed to keep repeating, keep repeating when they're in captivity. Isaiah 56 and 10. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. I'm reading the King James Version Bible. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark. Sleeping. Lying down. Loving to slumber. Yea, they are greedy dogs, which can never have enough. This is the King James Version Bible word for word. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all, I hate when it says all, because I'm thinking, well, come on, you really mean that? They all look to their own way. Now, I don't think this means every single pastor. Every single leader I don't believe that It just means most of them But listen this is strong Remember Israel is to repeat this Everything is to repeat Everything is to repeat Everything is to repeat Everything is to repeat Deuteronomy 28 verse 46 I didn't make it up It's the scriptures So when you say Well why am I pastor preaching this Maybe your pastor following this Maybe not Now I do believe that there's some people That the father haven't Given it to them to preach on this yet Maybe they may know it Maybe they may have in their plans to bring this out In the future In the future. So in defense of your pastor Okay I don't know I don't know But I do know this That the scripture says in Deuteronomy 20 verse 46 That these things will be upon you forever And remember Not just Deuteronomy 28 not just those curses, but the whole Bible is all tied into Deuteronomy 28. It's just not those curses in Deuteronomy 28. It's the whole Bible. It's not just those blessings in Deuteronomy 28. It's the whole Bible. It's a culture. If they obey, they'll have it better than the other people. They'll rule. And, that, and then the Bible talks about how good they're going to have it. So those scriptures in the Old Testament... So it's not just cursing, cursing, cursing. It's the blessings. You want to know what kind of blessings and how it looks? You read the Old Testament. You'll see how Israel was when they was blessed. Did you know there was no poverty when they ruled? They didn't have a ghetto when Israel ruled. They didn't have a lot of the sickness. Their diet was tight. They they was advanced more than any other people health-wise, socially, mentally, physically, militarily. I mean, the most high fault for them. I mean, they was it. 
But this is when they're in captivity. One more time, verse 56, Isaiah 56 and 9. All ye, I'll start at verse 56 and 10. His watchmen are blind. They are all ignorant. They are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yea, they are greedy dogs which can never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way, everyone to his own gain from his quarter. Nothing new under the sun. Nothing new under the sun. We're just repeating. If we are indeed Israel, that's the big question. I know I am, but you don't know that. But whoever Israel is, wherever they're at, they're repeating this verse, this verse right here. So if we're not Israel, it's not going to relate to us. So now let's look at our pastors. I don't even want to go there. I'm just, y'all, you're just going to have to read Isaiah 56 on your own. That is something I don't want to talk about. Brother Yeshua, Brother Yeshua, you there? Yep, I'm still here. All right, that was pretty hard reading. I mean, because I don't want people to think my day churches, I'm not saying it's all churches, but that's what I just read. And you don't want to read the rest of Isaiah 56, I know. I mean, it's just... These scriptures are all over. I haven't even touched the surface of scriptures that's talking about the pastors and how they would be when Israel is in captivity. It's not all of them, folks. I don't said that now. Y'all don't misquote me. It's not all of them, but it's a lot of them. And you hear, I, I just love it when they say they don't understand. So some people wonder, why come ain't nobody else teaching this? Go figure. Any, any comments years, on that, brother? Uh, 400 years. The year two, the year eighteen sixty five, Abraham Lincoln gave his inaugural express, I mean uh, address, and he was dealing with the maladies of slavery and its impact on the Union. And he said, two hundred and fifty years we have held them in slavery. It's time for us to make an adjustment. And thus came Liberia. From the year eighteen sixty five to the year. 2015 is exactly 150 years. You add 150 years to 250 years, you get exactly to the date of the year in which we live in, 400 years to the date that we have been held in captivity in this Babylon and this land. And we are in this 400 years comes on the eve of beginning in March or April, the next path, the next uh, year of a bill for the Hebrew calendar, the year of Jubilee for Israel. It's not a year of Jubilee for everybody. It's not a year of Jubilee for Christians. I'm sorry. You don't see it anywhere in the scripture. It is the year of Jubilee for Israel. Oh, it's our time. It's our time. And that's why we're saying it. And it's not going to be said amongst the churches. Do you think that simply put, the people have imposted us and have basically lied about our destiny and have taken it and claimed our birthright for themselves? They own those television networks. Do you think they're going to allow you to use those networks to expose them? That is idiotic and insane to have that thought. Of course you're not going to hear TBN or Daystar or any preacher on those networks addressing these issues. They are strictly forbidden. All they do is pop. Those Ashkenazis, those Gentiles over there, because those Gentiles know that they're imposters, and that's why come they give it to them. Who do you think is paying and supporting majorly those television networks, those Israelis over there? 
in the land of Eskin, in the land of Israel. That's right. They don't want the the, the truth to know. But it's coming whether they want to or not, because the Most High has determined. This is our time. Somebody is thinking. You talking about solutions? Oh yeah, we finna, we finna, yeah, uh huh, we are, we about to okay. rise up. You talking about hold solutions? Hold on, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Let's do this, brother. Uh, Yashua, you there? Yep, I'm here. Now you're a little more well mannered. Now somebody may say that brother right there is a little militant. I want you to address those that think. <laughs> <laughs> Say it again, I address uh what part? Somebody is thinking this brother right here the you have a complete way of sharing, a, a complete way of delivering the same information. I want you to address that. Hold on, you cut off again. Say it again. Um, that was my finger, my bad. What I'm saying is I know people are listening. Family and friends may be listening. And they might think this brother's a little militant. So you have that kind of spirit where you're always mild, well well clear, factual, but you don't quite speak as vocal. And as Negro, what does that say about me? Stop. What does that just say <laughs> no, about me? No, no, hold on. No, 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 no. You need to reword that, my brother. Please do. Please reword that. Rephrase that. Yeah, back okay. it up. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm trying to have some fun with this, man. Come on now. now listen. Yeah, I know it. I hold know on. It. Hold on. Brother. Brother Yah brother Yahshua. Now you say the same thing he's saying. I'm more like the brother. I'm more like him. I I I don't I don't got fired off jobs. I think it's because of my my angle on this. I think people look at my Facebook and I know I know for a fact that I pay the cost for doing just what he just said cuz I don't I don't play around with white supremacy and I speak my mind and I'm very loving, I'm very respectful. I don't play around with white supremacy and I don't play around with Uncle Tom, a white supremacy in black folks as well, okay? So I'm, I'm more like the brother, I'm more like brother Elishua. But you on the other hand, you're more soft spoken and I think you have probably as much information as not more than both of us combined. So what do you say to those people that say, y'all militant? Well, um, those things are going to come. I think those things are always going to come. Like the Messiah said, you know, woe for offenses must come. Whenever you're speaking the truth, no matter how you put it, it's militant to some people. Uh, it, it just is. Uh, I don't think our goal should be trying to appease everybody. So they won't say that it's military. Uh, so I think we just have to speak the truth in love and let the chips fall where they may, you know, because we're not going to please everybody in that aspect, you know. Hopefully they can understand, you know, the truth of what we're saying because, honestly, most of the words that we spoke of tonight are not our words. They're the most high's words. Pretty much 90% of the things that we all said came straight from the word of the Almighty. These are not our words. You know, we're just summing them up for the people to keep from reading every single verse. But all of our thoughts, all of our ideas, everything that we brought forth tonight is all in the Holy Scriptures, the truth that the Almighty gave. Um, so if those are militant, then the Almighty is militant then. You know? Um, and this is what I wanted to say about that. This is what I wanted to say about that because 
I'm just being all well mannered because my family's on the line. But for real, for real, I can get revved up just like the brother. I mean, I don't. I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm tired of our people, you know, in these churches. And I love the church. I'm a product of the church. My mother had us in church more than I, I bet I've been more to church than some older people. I mean, and I've come, I've come to realize it's the most powerful institution on the planet. It is the most powerful. Nothing can touch it. No armies. All the armies combined is not more powerful than the church because the armies are staffed by the church. Nothing is more powerful than the church. What they believe, the God they talk about, if they truly believe when the church is really working on all cylinders, who's the enemy? The Illuminati ain't nothing but people hiding stuff that the church have. Even they work for the church. The Templars, what are they guarding? History, Solomon Temple, all this stuff. There's nothing more powerful than the church, and there's nothing more destructive than the church. So I don't play with religious people. I, as a lot of people have left the church, and they think something is wrong with them, a lot of them. And because they left the church and they have been taught all their life you're supposed to go to church, a lot of them are condemning themselves and, and, and just acting out and, and, and spinning out of control because they think something wrong with them. I'm here to tell you, brothers and sisters, ain't nothing wrong with you. The reason why you out of church because the father been put out of church in most cases, in a lot of cases, I'll say. He can't get in there either. So you sh- you should, this is what I recommend you do. This is what I try to do. I'm not that good at it, but I'm trying. Continue the fellowship with brothers and sisters. Hopefully you can be accountable to them because if you don't have accountability, then you're just wasting your time. Y'all just got a little social network going on. But we're supposed to be able to fellowship with brothers and sisters of like faith, being accountable to each other. If you do that, you are the church. You are fulfilling the scripture that says don't be an island unto yourself. But I'm going to tell you something. Those buildings have been hijacked long time ago. That's why you don't see no anointing. That's why you don't see the dead raised. That's why you don't see people taking off their hats when they walk by when the church is empty. They got that much respect like they did back in the 50s and 40s. And I'm not picking on the church because, again, I just told you it's the most powerful institution. So I'm saying to y'all, don't look for your pastors. They may love you. I'm not knocking them. They may love you. They may have true love for you, but they have fears. They have worries. They want to grow. Every church want to grow. This message scares them. They think they won't grow. So they're not going to teach it to you. They're not going to tell it to you. But if you got a really intelligent man of God leading you, they won't knock it either. And when they don't knock it, that means they believe it. They just don't want to preach because they feel they don't trust God the most high. They don't trust the most high to keep their little flock. They feel like if they teach, they're going to lose out. And, you know, they, 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 you'll see where their faith is at. Let's just say that. They're telling you to have faith. You tell, Well, don't do that. See, there I go. But I'm just saying, a lot of the times they don't have faith, have faith. They don't even have faith to preach this message because a lot of them know it. You, you, it will hurt your feelings, family. Friends, to see how many people in these churches on TBN, on Daystar, Star, that know this. How about this one? It will blow your mind and really hurt your feet and break your heart to find out how many Jews, so called Jews, you call them, with no proof, that will say what we're saying is true. 
You know why you never hear debates between Hebrew Israelites or black Jews or whatever y'all, what they call us, and the so-called Jews? They scared as hell. They won't do it. We can't beg them to do it. That's why you don't never see it. It ain't that we're being rude. It ain't just look on the internet every once in a while. Someone be bold enough to do it, and they just get ate alive. I preach love. I love all people. I ain't on no hate the white man. I ain't no up with black pride. I ain't militant. I, I mean, I speak like Brother LSU. That's why I was joking with him earlier, because he sound like me. When I get revved up, that's how I sound. When I get revved up, I sound like him. That's just our style. We're the same kind of spirit in that. But I'm telling y'all, the church has been hijacked a long time ago. Maybe not your church. Maybe not. Maybe not. And let me just say this before I hang up this, because we're going to wrap this up very quickly. The most important thing is not that you know you Israel. The most important thing is that you believe in your heart what the scripture has to say about the Messiah and the Father. I mean, from Genesis to maps. That's the most important thing. But between Genesis and maps, you're going to find this message, I must say. This is a part of salvation. The most important thing is that you believe because that's what's going to be counted righteousness. However, if you don't believe we Israel, you will continue to live the rest of your life, and then they'll bury you thinking kind of weird about us as a people. Because if we do look weird as a people if we're not Israel. We look weird. That's why we have self-hate towards each other because we don't understand why we can't come together. and We don't understand why we're so this, so that. So we love each other, but we kind of disrespect each other. Our families fighting over little that's why we can't come together like the young man was saying that the, the Chinese can do. Self-hate is not going nowhere if we're not Israel. and You don't understand we're Israel. You can't help but to hate these people. And I'm going to tell you something else. White supremacy ain't going nowhere because it does look like something is wrong with us, and intelligent white people will feel superior to us as long as we can't come together but can make them rich. That self-hate and the behavior that comes from us, from this self-hate we have, is what births good white people that look at us with a magnifying glass. This birth racism. This behavior of ours being at the bottom of every single aspect of life disproportionately houses led by women. Did y'all know that was another scripture? We didn't get into that. But in Deuteronomy 28, it talks about uh, men leaving their children. All throughout the scripture, did you know that Israel was predominantly a nation led by women when they was in captivity? Did you know that young men went into captivity? Folks, I've got to tell y'all this. Whatever you do, you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't listen to the part one and part two. We hit angles we didn't even hit in this in this particular episode. So I got a, I got three pages. I hate to tell y'all that, Brother Elishua and Brother Yahshua. I had three pages of information I didn't cover. It's just so much. It's all throughout the scripture. And like one sister said last week, I think she said, if you don't see it by now, you'll probably never see it. 
if you think those people over there are the Jews, and you don't have no proof other than this, well, that's what all the white ministers say. White people is not going to be excited about saying this. Now, we did play a lot of white people the first show that was excited about saying it, but most white people that have, that have been raised all their life as white supremacists, this message is very hard for them to digest because they're basically cursing their whole lineage and heritage by acknowledging Israel. Do you really think they're going to be just yelling from the mountaintop? It takes a strong white man and white woman to declare we are the people of the Bible because all their life we've been told different. And it makes them look very bad. If we are Israel, then what that make them? Who did the Bible say would rule over Israel? What did it have to say about those people that rule over them? Out of the north. Here's one scripture right here. Out of the north, an evil shall break forth upon all the inhabitants of the earth. An evil. Joel 2 talks about a, a nation that before them is like the Garden of Eden, but after they leave, it's like a wilderness. These people got to acknowledge that's them if they're going to say we Israel. So why would they say you Israel? Why are you going to sit on TV and they start? Why are they going to have anybody on there saying that when it makes them and their mothers and fathers and forefathers look like evil people? No, they ain't going to tell it. You'll never see it on Daystar, TBN, Word Network. Forget it. And then some of these pastors you ain't going to never hear because they're so scared of their little flock. Maybe once they get pretty big, they probably don't care and just jump out and say something. But if you got a small church, forget it. They ain't going to say it because they're trying to build. Folks, I can't. I got to wrap this show up. Brother Elishua, I want you to go ahead and dress the people in two minutes. Brother uh, Yashua, two minutes, please, and then we want to go out with a really, really nice song. I think it's relevant. Okay, I'm going to go out with the scripture. <clears throat> Isaiah 3 and 1 is going to answer and respond to a lot of things that were addressed by the young man's first question that he brought. For behold, the Lord of hosts does take away from Jerusalem and from Judah the staff and the, and the whole stay of bread and the whole stay of water, the mighty man, the man of war, the judge and the prophet and the prudent and the ancient, the captain of 50, the honorable and the counselor. And then verse 4, and I will give children to be their princes. Babes shall rule over them. And the people should be oppressed, every one by another. Mm, sound Who like should Chicago. rule over them? Who should rule and, over them? Oh, no, it's two, it's two, there are two entities that should rule over them, and it covers them. In the first portion here, and I will give babes. children to be their princes. Children means the children to govern you and rule you. And babes <laughs> should rule over them. <clears throat> and the people should be oppressed, every one by another. Everyone by another. There you go. There go your black on black violence. Everyone by his neighbor. The child should behave himself proudly against the ancient. That's why come these Hebrew Israelites hold the historical giants that have brought us this far in contempt. And the base against the honorable. When a man should take hold of his brother of the house of his father, saying, Thy house closing, be thou our ruler, and let this ruin be under thy hand. And that day. He shall swear, saying, I will not be in healer of the house, neither bread. And now go down to 13, 12. As for my people, children are the oppressors, and women rule over wow. them. Wow. 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 Read that and if you, and if Tell you, them what's that. Read yeah, that is in Isaiah, chap, Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 3, verse 12. As for my people, children are their oppressors, and women rule over them. Oh my and let me people. just say this real quick. I got, I got, I got to jump in here. Let me just say this real quick. Excuse me, but I got to mm -hmm. say this. 
Go ahead, go when ahead. When he read that, when he read that quickly, y'all, do y'all have y'all ever heard of any Jewish people that can say that? Uh, say any of these scriptures that we're reading. Go ahead. Absolutely not. So, and I said, okay, as for my people, children are the oppressors, women rule over them, and oh, my people, they which lead thee, cause thee to err and destroy the way of the, thy past. Now, I'm going to close wow. with this 132nd statement, the, the, the way of thy past. I'm going to close with something prophetic and let you know, simply says this here. You should know quickly, a prophet quickly. about what he says. Real quickly. In the upcoming year, in the next year, two, three years that follow, you're about to see a transformation. You've been hearing the changing of the guard. Well, you're about to see it right before your very eyes. And real simple. Seth hit it. It's real simple. You do not look for commercial Christianity to embrace this message because, as Seth just said, it, it is antithetical to their existence. Thank you all. Appreciate you. Love you all. Love you, Israel. <laughs> That's Brother Elishua Ellison. Okay, Brother Yashua, quickly, quickly. Uh, two minutes for real. This time clock is about to cut down on us. Okay. Well, Rolly, will really take me that long? I think the brother did a great job of uh, summing everything up. So I don't even want to go to the scriptures. I just want to appeal to the uh, to the people uh, that's been listening to this show uh, to please take in consideration everything that you heard tonight, everything that you heard in the last show. And, you know, we're doing this, you know, we spent this time and effort of all the things we've been studying over the years to bring it to you uh, because we want to help. So I want the people to take all these things into consideration and really consider everything we say. Go back and research it. Go back and study and do your own study. You see these things to be true. And what do you do about it? We must, as a nation, turn back to the Most High, and that's the only way to improve our condition as a nation. So consider the things. Get back with one of the brothers on the phone. Uh, you know, uh, have our contact information. Call into the show. Ask more questions, and um, just go from there. Shalom. All right, Shalom. Okay, that was Brother Elishua and Brother Yashua. Both of these people are Facebook friends. Elishua. Uh, just simply look at my uh, 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 friends list and look at the name Elishua and Brother Yashua. Very easy. Or you can always text me, uh, family and friends, and I can connect you with them. They're sharp. They're sharp, and they they ain't done but just a drop of what they can do. I'm, I'm serious. So uh, I've got to wrap this show up. i got three minutes, so I want to play a little bit of Kingdom. This is an old group called Kingdom. It's a very good song, giving worship to the Most High. Remember, there's two ways we're supposed to be delivered. If my people which I call my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my faith, this is Second Chronicles seven fourteen. When I already talked about this earlier on other shows, but also the Father said He would re- resurrect the remnant when the heathen begin to boast that they're the ones that are controlling our lives instead of giving glory to the Father, being the reason why we're going through the pain we're going through. When the heathen that rule over us begin to boast and start praising themselves in the back rooms and the boardrooms of our, of, of corporate America. And in our government, then the Father would get jealous and resurrect the remnant. And I believe that's what's happening today because I don't see us doing what Second Chronicles seven fourteen says about a nation turning to the Mosiah. Anyway, this is uh, King's Kids. Good night, everybody. I love every single one of y'all. Ain't nothing you can do about it.